Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howe. And this is Notorious by Chance, where we talk all things movies, television, streaming, news, all that good stuff. And welcome to our annual Christmas special. Uh, this year, we decided to do something a little different than we hadn't done yet. Uh, we are looking at a uh, one of the classic Christmas films, uh, to which, yes, we were very, very heftily handed. It's a wonderful life to look at. Uh, I mean, I'm not shocked at this one, but no, I'm just I'm, that, that's just that's it. I'm not shocked this one. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really shocked. Um, I thought when I put that on there, I thought that was going to be it. Uh, White Christmas did put up a fight, though, shockingly, pretty surprisingly. But I kind of knew this was the route we were going to go. Um, and it's funny because this is only the second time I've ever watched this movie. Oh, really? Uh, the, the first time I watched it was during the uh, COVID year 2020. I had never that seen was the it. That you saw it. I had never seen it before. Um, uh, Beck and I were just crushing through uh, Christmas movies, and this was one of them that I told her about that I had not seen, and she was like, "Yeah, we gotta, we gotta change that." So, uh, yeah. So then I, I have seen it. All right. Before we get into that movie, we're going to go into our usual segments. First of which is the wonderful world of sports. Talking about the World Cup, we are almost at the end of the World Cup. Uh, as today, we have our final, and we have our you know, third place battle. Uh, the third place battle will take place between Croatia and Morocco, which uh, these are two teams that were thoroughly whacked in the semifinals. Uh, both of both of which were shut out by their by their opponents. And in the final, we have Argentina versus France. This is going to be a great game. Yeah, it should be. Um, all signs are pointing to a really, really good hard fought match between the two teams that have been playing really hot. Yeah, uh, I mean, this is battle, but this is battle between uh, I, I don't know, but like uh, Killian of France and Lionel Messi of Argentina, who put on a fucking clinic in the semifinal against Croatia. Uh, yeah. dude's arguably the best soccer player in the world. I I like watching the dude work. I'm excited. I would love to see him win the World Cup final. Uh, I do I do like the Argentinian team. Like then again, France is a team that's just been they've been crushing it. They've they've always been they always crush it during World Cup time, but they've been especially crushing it. They've been especially crushing it this year. Uh, so yeah, this is going to be a knockdown drag out fight for the World Cup. Yeah, it really should be a really hard fought matchup between two. I mean, really, two good countries that really you know 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 how to play soccer. <laughs> oh yeah, no, they they're master their craft, and you can and you can tell talking about talking about this is just how much Russell knows about soccer. Uh, absolutely nothing, um, for sure. I'm not gonna. <laughs> well, so, yeah. let's, let's move on to something you do know something about. Let's talk about some baseball because baseball is free agency is going on right now. We had a ton of moves going on. Most important one though is what warms my heart. He's back, baby. Aaron Judge re-signing with the New York Yankees, signing the most expensive contract in the history of baseball. Uh, it's nine years, three hundred and sixty million dollars. Yeah, something was something ridiculous like that. Yeah, I, I'm like I'm positive that's like the that's the number. I'm just I'm double checking right now. Uh, mm, is that the number? Yes, it is. Yeah, uh, most expensive contract in history of baseball. He deserved it. Verlander went to the Mets, which was shocking to me. It was, but uh, them losing to Grom, this was a good pickup uh, to put a ace in the hole there with him. And so it'd be really cool to see uh, Scherzer and him back, uh, kind of rekindling their uh, Detroit Tigers magic. Um, should be really good to see, though. I mean, I, I we, the Mets just have to prove themselves in the playoffs to get beyond the first uh, first round or two. You know what I mean? Um, they just really have 
they've been all all show and no tell. So uh, we'll see what happens. Well, yeah, I mean, they could absolutely just fucking collapse this year in the playoffs. They do what like the Dodgers normally have done, and and, and you know, just lay an egg, man. They they'll they'll tear through the season. I mean, the Mets started obviously. It started when the Mets gave the division away to, to Atlanta. Everything was just going down. The the Titanic hit the iceberg, and from that spot, you know, from that point on, man, they just they just were just atrocious in the playoffs. Bellinger, Bellinger to the Cubs is a good move. It's a good move too. I like that move for Chicago. Yeah, I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a good pickup for uh, for the Cubs. Uh, Carlos uh, Carlos Correa went to the Giants three, 13 years and $350 million. Well, now that they couldn't get uh, Judge, they had to yeah. try, Which, try to get somebody nearly, in the They nearly thought they had Judge, but yeah, then New York I, came in and just, sw- just swiped him out from under them. Yeah, I really didn't think that Judge was going back to New York. I thought he was either going to go San Francisco or free, like one of those big market teams like L.A. or uh, Boston. Yeah, no, like a lot, like most people thought he wasn't going anywhere. But I had, I had faith. Like you don't, you don't let that kind of talent leave the building. You just don't. Well, no, you do anything you can, to obviously, to to grasp a hold of it. They did. Yeah, uh, those have been some of the big, some of the bigger moves in the free agency. Yeah, Correa, the thirteen years is a, is a huge one. Uh, and didn't the Phillies got Trey Turner? Didn't they? The Phillies did get Trey Turner. Yes, and that's a really good pickup for them. That's really that's going to be exciting to see. Turner in there with uh, Schwar- Schwarber and Schwarber. Uh, Harper. That, that's yeah. going to be really fun to watch those guys try to battle back to the uh, series. Absolutely. Uh, N- Nimmo, Nimmo returned to the returning to the New York Mets uh, on an eight-year, $162 million contract. The uh, Guardians have made really no acquisitions. It's fantastic. But we don't <laughs> have to, man. We're young, the youngest team in baseball, so see what happens. But, yeah. Um, okay, like, is, is, is that true? Like, are you – I I would want to. They got to be from statistics last year. I thought that they uh, were marketing them as the youngest team in baseball. Um, I don't know if the merit on that. Uh, I'm gonna. I wouldn't be surprised. Let me look real quick. Oh, it is the. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. You, you are the youngest team in baseball. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, I try to put factual stuff out there. I do, but there's there's sometimes I don't. But. Um, I uh, I don't know. They were an exciting team. They were a feel good story, man. They nobody picked them to win the AL Central. Then uh, they uh, beat Tampa Bay to go to the you know and, and and really put up a fight against the Yankees. So I thought that uh, you know I thought they did good. You know for their none of these guys having a whole lot of uh, postseason experience outside of Jose Ramirez. Yeah, we and we did talk about we did like talk briefly about briefly about Degrom. Degrom went to the Rangers. Uh, he signed a five year, one hundred eighty five million dollar contract. I don't know why he did this. And this is stupid because if he wants to win, you're not. Texas is doing nothing spectacular to put themselves in a winning market. This is clearly just a I'm like, there, let's there let's is, go get the money. There is like I, he must have really wanted out, out of New York because there's no way they wouldn't have given him this money. I mean, if you're going anywhere even remotely West coast, I'm going to the Dodgers. I'm going to uh, maybe Boston. I mean, I know Boston's up and coming. Um, I'm going somewhere else that that's actually, or maybe even Chicago, the white Sox would need a pitcher like him. Um, I would, I wouldn't be. Yeah. I I surely wouldn't be going to a team that really hasn't proved themselves into trying to compete for a playoff uh, spot, let alone, you know, a a division title, let alone a, you know, world series. Yeah. So this is, this is head scratching. Those are some of the re- the really really big moves going on uh, going for uh, free agency right now. Uh, moving on to uh, so let's talk about some NCAA football. Uh, our the playoffs are set. We now know uh, what's going what's going to be going down for the playoffs this year. Uh, playing in oh I don't, I'm not sure if it's cotton or sugar for the for the first one. 
Um, hold on. I can take a fiesta for the other one. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, so, 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 yeah. It, it, it is. Wait. Okay. I'm sorry. No, it's the Peach Bowl. What the hell happened? Uh, okay. Yeah. So for the Peach Bowl, uh, which is the one, one versus four, it's going to be Georgia versus Ohio State. And no then goody. for no goody. It's the yeah. The, oh, I forgot. I forgot. Tostitos forget gave up the rights to the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, it's just a yeah, the Verbo Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, TCU versus Michigan should be a good one. Should be, yeah. should be a good one. And I think I think this is the this is the first year of the college football playoffs of like this this era of football college football playoffs. We have had no Alabama and no Clemson. Yeah, um, I really, I mean, I know, I really thought that uh, Alabama was maybe had a potential to get that four spot. Um, there are two losses I know going in. Um, but there were two losses against, you know, ranked teams and it was last second, you know, them scoring Tennessee and, um, who was the other one? Was it, uh, LSU, LSU. I mean, two, two teams, two, two really good SEC teams. Um, I didn't see how the, uh, committee threw Ohio state in again. Um, they, I mean, they, they laid an egg on their, you know, their biggest game. Um, they got blown out at home. So I, I don't, I don't know. And TCU losing and keeping number three, that was the committee saying they didn't want to see a Michigan Ohio state rematch going into the playoffs. I don't really care what anybody else says. It's kind of obvious. You lose your championship game. You're moving a little bit. You're, you're not, you're not staying at three. You know what I mean? Cause um, you know, had Michigan lost, would they would they have been would they have dropped them out of the four, or top four? I, I bet they would have because they're I, I think the, the, the committee, honestly, and I'm not trying to say this just to be like one of those fans, but I do notice that they have a prevalence for Ohio State. They always try to cater to um, Ohio State. And I just, you know, it is what it is. It's whatever. I really think Alabama in there would have been a little bit more fun, though, for sure. I mean, I, 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 I like I like the problem of having like, you know, I mean, not four new teams because you know Georgia was there last year. So I think yeah. wasn't Ohio State playoffs last year? Ohio State was not in there last. They year. They weren't no. in there last. Michigan, year, Michigan was in there last. Michigan year. Michigan was in there. Michigan, it was Michigan against. But Georgia. Ohio State's always like in that realm. I like seeing TCU in there, even though I think they're going to get blasted by blasted by Michigan. Yeah, no, I and I, I talked to you before about this. I like seeing. I'm I'm looking forward to the 12 playoff team. I think uh, when you get like because that would give like a team teams like Cincinnati last year. What was it? Dayton this year. Yeah. It gives those, some of those teams a little bit more a, a shot. You know what I mean? Let's 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 put. You know, let's buy. You know, let's buy a Powerball ticket. Let's see what we can do. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it exactly. it, it gives these teams a little bit more of a chance, which is fun because you never know what's going to happen, man. You know. Yeah, I feel like it's I feel like it's going to end up being. Uh, Georgia, Michigan. It's going to be a rematch of the first round match last year. I think. Um, I do think, crazily enough, uh, losing Aiden Hutchinson, Ojabo, and a bunch of other like offensive, uh, you know, with uh, uh, Haskins and everybody, are uh, or no, yeah, Haskins. Um, losing those guys, I think we're, we're a better solid team this year. Uh, complete more defensive and more offense. So I think we, I think they can put up a better fight with Georgia than they did last year for sure. I think. And uh, moving on to some NFL football conversation. Uh, this is we're getting into we're getting to the thick of it, man. We are getting to a lot of getting closer to the end of the regular season. We're getting closer to the playoff time, and a lot of teams are looking to cement their cases for why they will be playing for that Lombardi Trophy. We do have some that have been eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, Houston, no shit. Uh, Chicago was eliminated, uh, but also 
Huh? Houston almost beat t- uh, Dallas, though. So almost beat Dallas. I was so ready to beat Dallas. Dallas is still trash. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't trust them in the long run. They're going to fuck it up somehow. That's what I've been saying about the NFC East, but I'm going to – I'll stay quiet. No, no, no. Like, Philly Philly's nowhere near the caliber of Dallas. No, no. I just – I think – Like, like not, Philly is legit. In, in that division, I don't think they're the best team in the NFC. I'm still going with my team, I, but we'll talk I mean, you, you, you put up 35 points with Brock Purdy in their center, so you might be the best team in the NFC. Who knows? Uh, uh, but Philly, although they are the first team in the in, in the league to clinch a playoff spot, yeah. them. Uh, Broncos also eliminated. Which uh, yeah, I I'll, I'll I'll be honest here. I did pick them before the season even started. I picked them to win the division. Yeah, well, I wouldn't have picked them to win the division. I thought I maybe did. they'd be like a runner up. I think Kansas City was pretty much a solid choice. Or you know what? I, I don't even know if I would have picked them second. I don't know because I would have even thought the Chargers. You see, I, I get the Chargers, but I just think I think that Kansas City losing Tyreek Hill and the Honey Badger were big blows for for Kansas City. But they still, uh, they still got Kelsey. They picked up what uh, Schuster. Schuster. Yeah. Sh- Schuster hasn't done. Has Schuster done anything? Because I, I yeah, never. He's done pretty. He's done pretty well actually. Uh, okay, I because I, I don't I don't pay attention to any of the, the stats with them. Um, but uh, hard to sleep on what's been consistent in the AFC West for the last several years. So uh, I probably would have put them at least maybe. Th- Three for sure. Uh, if I'm feeling froggy, I might put them at two. I don't think I haven't taken the division though. Uh, Denver. I mean, I mean, I was, I was, yeah, I was, betting, no. I was betting big on Denver. I, th- I thought like all they needed was a, a competent quarterback and a good play caller. They got no. neither. They got neither yeah. of those this season. I mean, let's just let's be honest. This is not uh, Russell Wilson's best year. I mean, this may be his worst year. No, this is wor- this is hands down his worst year. Like, yeah, it's not, it's it's just... not even close. But. um he doesn't have a whole lot of talent around him. They're really, they're really. No, he does. He has plenty of talent around him. I just think I don't know. The, he, I, the, he, he, ha, he has an absolute moron of a head coach who is going to be fired at the end of the season. Oh yeah, that's that's a give. Um, I think they need another like a receiver to complement Judy. Um, like Cortland, Cortland Sutton's good. Like he's not like, yeah. like big time. I think like, Jerry Jerry Judy played really well this past Sunday. Tim Patrick yeah. was hurt before the season even started, so that was a big blow for the offense. Uh, yeah, I just yeah, it's just their defense is the defense is fucking great though. The defense is really good. They 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 really they, they uh, they're literally burning through all their running backs. Like we we were a team that lost to them, and uh, that was earlier in the season. I, I said those were one of those trap games where I thought I, I had a feeling we were going to lose one of those games like that. Um, you just can't bet against Russell Wilson. You never know what you're going to get. Um, this year's just been really inconsistent. Yeah, yeah, and again, I think he really keep in mind he's going to be there for a very long time because they were in, they extended him before the season even started. Yeah, I mean they're going to iron out. They're going to get a they're going to be better team. I mean it's going to it's going to take a couple seasons. I they're genuinely be do. I do hope so because I like Russell Wilson. Like I think he is one of the better quarter. I still think it's like he's, like it's just going on potential. He's still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Oh yeah, I mean for consistency, what what he's done, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like in Seattle, he was one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He needs to translate that to Denver. I think he needs a better coach to do that, and a better, better coach and a better offensive schemer to do that because Nathaniel Hackett's not it. No. Uh, see any other? Uh, yep. <laughs> Looking at the rest of this, I am just fascinated by the NFC South. Oh yeah, you're you're gonna have a below uh, 500 team ticket. It's, it's literally gonna be like again NFC East 2020 2.0. And hosting a playoff game, so yep. yeah, one of these one of these god awful teams is going to host a play a home playoff game against a better record team. 
Yeah, it's probably gonna it's probably gonna be Tampa versus Dallas, and Dallas is gonna fucking lose. And Tom Brady is gonna just try to maybe try to slay through the playoffs. He's not gonna make Brock, it till they meet Brock Purdy. <laughs> so they run into Brock. <laughs> they're gonna run into Brock Purdy or Jalen Hurts, and they're gonna lose. <laughs> Jalen Hurts, um, by the way, current frontrunner, current frontrunner for MVP. Not just in my eyes, but just like like Vegas has him as the favorite for MVP, and deservedly so. Like, like I I love watching that dude play. I really haven't seen a whole lot of them play. Um, after the last couple of weeks, so I thought Tua was even a shot at MVP because for a little bit he's, 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 he's falling off a bit. But like, yeah, no, I, I've seen like watching Hertz like do what he does. Like, this is has to be like one of the biggest jumps I've seen from a quarterback between years because like he was decent last year, but like there's a lot of questions this year, like whether or not like is Hertz the guy? Yeah, and he's just like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, I am the guy. Like I think I feel like I genuinely had their next franchise QB. Yeah, I mean, I, I really thought Carson Wentz when he had that year there was going to be the next one, and then we all did. And then he and, just, and then and just and he got hurt and Foles took him to what he got hurt and Foles took him to the Super Bowl that year, didn't he? Well, no, he, like he oh, was it the oh, year yeah. after? No, 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 no that, the same year. That was the year. I'm trying to remember yeah. like, if Foles got hurt. If Foles played the entire playoffs, and he did, he did because uh, Wentz got out in the in during the season. So, I mean, your backup takes you to the Super Bowl and wins against Brady. That's that's pretty uh, pretty staggering. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that, that, that's gonna do it for uh, sports talk. We'll keep we'll keep you updated on the uh, whole goings on of the NFL. Uh, moving on to our next segment, which is trailer talk. Uh, we got a lot of things to talk about today. First of which, let's talk about Infinity Pool. So, Infinity Pool is a film by Brandon Cronenberg. Uh, son of David Cronenberg. I appreciate the son. Uh, stars uh, Alexander Skarsgård, Mia Goth, and uh, Cleopatra Coleman. That cannot be her real name. Oh my God, it is. That's kind of crap. That's kind of cool. <laughs> it's about a rich couple who are on vacation and also resort, but outside the hotel gates, there's something a lot more dangerous trying to take them down. Uh, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for Infinity Pool? It was funny as I was watching this before I seen who directed this. I was like, "Oh my god, this feels like a Cronenberg film," um, and it is, but just not the Cronenberg we think. But it was funny though because I just I got the vibes. I was like, "Oh, this is just remind me of something like some weird Cronenberg film." Uh, and uh is a really good actor. You don't see him in a whole lot of stuff anymore. I really liked him in the remake of Straw Dogs. I thought it was fantastic in that movie. Um, was was in the Straw Dogs remake. Yeah, he was with uh, Martin. Was in it. Oh, that's right. He was. You're right about that. I forgot about that. Oh, uh, yeah. Really good, good, really good, solid remake. Um, really good film. Um, but yeah, no, I dug it. I dug it enough. Um, it, it has that Cronenberg touch to it that really weird. So he definitely got a lot of um a lot of that from his father. But uh yeah, no, I, I think it looks cool enough. Uh weird, mysterious, sci-fi-ish. I mean, it's all all the all the touches for a Cronenberg film. Yep, and it's set for a release uh, January 27th, 2023. Uh, next show we're talking about is for Alice Darling. So Alice Darling uh, is an upcoming film starring Anna Kendrick, who, again, one of my woman crushes. Love, 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 love her to death. <laughs> it's about a woman who's pushed to a breaking, who, her breaking point by her abusive boyfriend. And while they're on vacation, again, a lot of these movies take place on vacation. Now I'm realizing it. <laughs> two of her friends, uh, she's with two of her friends. She rediscovers the essence of herself and gains some much needed perspective. Uh, but she, st- but she, you know, she starts to 
you know really kind of sort of evaluate her life uh as has been going on like i said as has anna kendrick and uh really nobody else <laughs> no, nobody yeah. else that you would recognize uh this, the cool this thing about this one is like i guess it's only releasing in amcs so i guess you won't be able you won't be able to see it until no, like, i mean I mean, I'll I'll make a trek. To, I mean, I, there's there's an AMC close close by. I mean, oh, kind of close by. Um, Robinson probably or oh Pittsburgh, shit, and but... yeah, I'm like, and it's directed by Bill Nye's daughter. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um. No, I mean, I'm curious enough about this. This is definitely one of those movies. How, um, like how like uh, like just like a, a seriously toxic abusive relationship that uh, Kendrick's character's in um and how like walking on constant eggshells that she has to be because of the fact that she's afraid of the retaliation of her significant other or boyfriend her husband or whatever um very unnerving but yeah i'm, I'm curious to see this yeah kendrick is really good really good actress um when she's in serious roles she's not, she's not nominee for uh simple up in the air Oh shit! Up, I just watched that movie recently too. Really yeah, up in the air. I just watched movie. that movie. It's a really fantastic movie. I was on a, a kick of George Clooney films. Um, I watched that. I watched The Descendants. Oh, uh, good book, good picks. Yeah, man. I just some of those early Clooney films really good. Um, but yeah, she was fantastic in that movie. I thought uh, A Simple Favor is really good too. Which is getting a sequel next year. <laughs> yeah, which we. That. Yeah, it's completely crazy. Um, but no, definitely curious enough to see what we got going with this film. Though definitely, uh, it's like a dark thriller, like almost like a sleeping with the enemy type uh, film. I'm, I'm kind of curious about it. Mm-hmm. And this is set for a release on uh, January 27, twenty twenty three. I'm sorry, that's that's not it. Uh, that's set for a release. Oh yeah, uh, January twenty three, right? Oh, what's random? Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like I said only in AMC theaters. So if you have an AMC, you can go see this in theaters. Uh, up next to the show we're talking about is for You People. So You People is a film that I just I don't know how I I don't know how we didn't talk about we did talk about this or how I didn't realize that this, I didn't realize this happened because this is a film uh, that is starring and co-written by Jonah Hill, directed and co-written by Kenya Barris, and stars Jonah Hill alongside Eddie Murphy. Yeah, which is really crazy. We didn't mention this for the first time. Yeah, but like, 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 like listen to who's in this. Like you have Eddie Murphy, Jonah Hill. Julia Louise Dreyfus, Mike Epps, Nia Long, Dion Cole, Rhea Perlman, David Duchovny, among like so many others. And like, I'm like, how did I never hear about this? Yeah, it's just one of those quiet Netflix films. Yeah, it's basically, it looks, it looks like uh, Jonah Hill's dating Eddie Murphy's daughter and is about to ask him, ask her for, ask him for permission to marry her. I'm very curious because like this whole, this whole trailer takes place in this one like diner. I was like, is this, is this where the whole movie happens? I feel like it's not because of all these people. But Yeah, I, I think this is just kind of like the, I don't know, they're just like setting the table for what's to come, literally. Um, I, I think it's just them trying to just show you the dialogue between the two characters, Jonah Hill and Eddie Murphy's character, how like complete, like they're not even on the same page at all. Just kind of showing you that and that comedic back and forth between the two. Um, I like, but yeah, definitely curious about this film. Um, Eddie Murphy's good solid anything he's in Jonah hill is really up and coming like like really like turn the hill too literally um of being a good actor like just in serious roles you don't see him a whole lot anymore uh but when you do he's been pretty solid no yeah absolutely i think and again he's, he's also he's also writing this i'm very so that makes me a little more curious yeah. as to what this movie actually is but 
uh yeah that is it for release on january tw- january 27th on netflix january 27th 2023 uh the <laughs> show we're talking about is for champions uh <laughs> champions the film about a former minor league basketball coach who was ordered by the court to manage a team of players with, intel- with intellectual disabilities uh this i think this like, wasn't he like drunk driving or some shit <laughs> That's just like the mighty ducks of basketball. No, like literally, just like anytime, <laughs> anytime a fucking coach or like a fucking former player gets into Me- messes trouble, up, their have immediate to... immediate response is go go coach, a... go coach something. Yeah, it's like, dude, you have fucking... people in the people in the NFL gambling on sports and you've you, uh, gambling on football and you've suspended them for the whole year. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, come on, fuck, fucking my, mighty mighty ducks, the way back this. <laughs> yeah it's like the same old uh it's the same old theme but i don't know this looks this looks cute though yeah uh like the stars woody harrelson uh ernie hudson caitlin olsen is directed by uh bobby Farrelly of the Farrelly brothers the one that didn't win an oscar yeah. uh yeah i was watching the Trevor champions it looks cute man i don't know like i said it, it was kind of that same old same old you know uh, storyline you know a uh, uh, troubled coach trying to get that one last chance to get back into the pros what do you got to do you have to coach we're going to put you back on the bottom and then you're going to make a big comeback and yeah you're going to get that you're going to get that shot in the pros at the end you know what i mean but i don't know it looks cute though it, it really does I mean, I, I like Woody Harrelson, so I'll, I'll, I'll go. I do I too. I like the line at the end where, like, you know, McConaughey is like, "Aha, uh-huh, okay, shoot detective." And I, and I really, really liked the fact when when they're playing basketball, they're shooting nowhere near the ball or near the hoop. He's like, "How am I supposed to work with these guys?" <laughs> like, it was just funny. It's cute though, man. It really is. Um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm curious enough to see it. I also do admire that they've actually got actors who are like mentally mentally challenged. I, I I appreciate that as opposed to faking it, so exactly. to speak, to make it look not to make it look real. Um, I like that. It, it shows that you know we're in a in a new age now where we can do that. We don't have to be uncomfortable. Yeah, by all being like, at, like peanut, peanut butter, butter falcon. falcon. Yeah, great so, example of that. Peanut butter falcon was fantastic. Oh, um, great film. As opposed to movies like The Ringer, you know what I mean? Oh God. I mean, like if you have something like that, you know what I'm saying? If you if you the Ringer look at or uh, fucking I am Sam. I am I am Sam was oh man I I cried that movie dude did you really I really did dude it was a really touching movie I yeah dude I Penn was amazing in that oh dude yeah I mean that, that I mean that's that you did you, you realize that that was a movie that inspired the line like you never go full yeah in yeah, a, in yeah I, know. <laughs> I know but man dude he was good in that movie he was really good in that um, uh champions yeah. is set for a release I'm trying to figure this out i, did, I, did I said know. march 24th yeah, march yeah was it march 24th yep march 24th 2023 uh next trailer we are going to be talking about is uh one that actually okay well it's, it's the second trailer for a film that uh we didn't talk about the first trailer because like there's nothing really to talk about so i put this one on because now we can actually like you know get a little more perspective on it uh this is the second trailer for the whale but the first one we're talking about uh because did you see the first trailer for the whale yeah it was just yeah it was just all like it was like it was like nothing so yeah yeah, it was just talk yeah yeah uh, this 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 is the one where actually actually get more stories so yeah the whale is the latest film from darren aronofsky uh starring brendan fraser I think it's funny. Like it's one of those movies where like they took like one one publicity photo and they're using it for everything. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, that annoys, that annoys the shit out of me. But uh, yeah, basically, it's about a uh, a reclusive English teacher uh, who went through a tragedy, gained a bunch of weight, and is now trying to reconnect with his daughter. Like this does Brendan Fraser, uh, Sadie Sink of Stranger Things, Hong Chow, among others. Uh, crit- the critical attempt for this is very mixed, but Brendan Fraser getting a lot of praise for his performance. Uh, we'll talk more about yeah. we'll talk more about him later. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Russell, what did you think of the trailer for The Whale? I dug it. Uh, I almost, I compare that to like the relationship Rourke's trying to get back to with Evan Rachel Wood and uh, The Wrestler. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Trying to get back into good graces with your, with your daughter. You know what I, I mean? Did, I, just, did, I did not think about that. Just, just the movie, I thought, just the vibe I got from it. No, it's fair. And Aaron Aronofsky directed that, so it was kind of It's not a ripoff you're ripping off yourself. No, I mean, you're just doing what worked for you. You're going back to Old Faithful, you know? Um, but God, man, that act, the acting looks just so solid and genuine. And um, you get goosebumps watching the trailer, man. I, yeah, I am totally on board for this movie. I am so excited to see Brendan Fraser in this. And that's me yeah. saying, I'm, like, I'm, I'm generally speaking not a fan of the dude. And like, is that nothing against him? Yeah. I don't think he's like that. I, 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 I don't think he's that talented. I, I mean, I've seen him. See, again, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the one that nobody really ever talks about with honors. I think he was fantastic in that, in that movie. Um, you know, he's, he's really good in school ties. I like him in school ties. School ties, but I, with honors is where I really got the, uh, the first kind of. Yeah, glimpse. but like, like, point is, I never thought of Brandon Fraser as like this, like a great talent. So I like to see actors like that, you know, like really rise to a challenge. But look, I mean, I, I can, you can kind of say the same thing with a lot of people think with Sandler. No, no, Sandler, yeah. Bradley Cooper's one of those guys. Like, I'm just like, okay, hands yeah. on the chin, whatever. But then he totally just reinvented himself. I'm just like, wow, you are one yeah. of the best actors working today. I'm not but, saying yeah. he's not capable. I'm just saying I have not been impressed with Brendan Fraser. Oh, no. But this, I'm overly impressed with Brendan Fraser as an actor. But this guy disappeared from, from the limelight. Like, he did. You know, at, least, at least those guys were still working. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, this, guy, this, this guy completely disappeared. He was... He was lead man, you know, rom-coms like Blast from the Past and, uh, you know, uh, even George of the Jungle and, and just other films like, you know, all the Dudley Do-Right and all those other trashy movies that he was in, yeah. Furry Vengeance. But, um, yeah, just to see him come back this way, man. Oh, just the trailer, like I said, man, just leaves me with goosebumps. Uh, I have to I have to see this film. Yeah, and uh, this is yeah. it's currently playing in some theaters, but it goes fully wide at towards the end of the month. Yeah, December twenty first, I believe next next week it does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I'm I'm definitely very excited to see it. Uh, next show we're going to be talking about is for sixty five. Uh, so yeah, sixty five is a movie that we that people really didn't know that much about. Uh, all we all we knew was that it was a movie directed by the writers of A Quiet Place, and starring Adam Driver. And it's supposed to be like an astronaut who like crashed onto a planet and found out he wasn't alone. Well, now we got the actual what the, what the plot actually is. Uh, it turns out Adam Driver is playing an astronaut who crashes on a planet, but it's Earth and it's 65 million years in the past. Yeah. And so he's got to go and fight dinosaurs and shit. It's like Halo meets Jurassic Park. That's actually, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, a vibe. that's kind of the vibe I got for it. Yeah. Basically, or, or, um, uh, or fucking Castaway meets Jurassic Park. There you go, Cat. The, Marsh, the Martian meets Jurassic Park. There you go. But um, I mean, it looked okay. Yeah, like I said, this is uh, it's written and directed by Scott Beck and Brian Woods. That are they wrote the first, I think, just the first Quiet Place. I don't, I don't think they wrote the second one. Uh, yeah, just they only wrote the first one. Uh, 
the hell's the what the hell's the boogeyman? Oh wait, yes, I know this. I know. This. Oh, the boogeyman. That was that movie that came out like forever ago. Well, no, it's not. It's not out yet. What the boogeyman? Oh wait, there was a movie called The Boogeyman. It was in the two thousands. I thought. Okay, I, I, I guess this is. All right, never mind. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, sixty. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, what do you think, Trevor, for sixty-five? Sure. I, I, I mean, okay. Yeah, I mean, if they cancel it and they don't release it, I'm not gonna like be upset. But I mean, yeah, Adam, was... Adam Driver being being the lead of this actually gives me a little bit, little bit of optimism, just because like, the oh dude's yeah, really good at picking projects. Oh, the guy's been solid at everything. The most parts. everything he's done. Uh, yeah, I mean, he he is genuinely like one of the one of the best actors working right now. So I mean, I'm excited to see you know what he's what what he's got going with this one. Uh, and yeah, I think it looks interesting. We don't really have any big hit giant dinosaur movies outside of Jurassic Park. Did you end up watching that? Uh, did you end up watching the third one? No, I, I yeah. That, didn't I tell you? I, I just watched it today. Yeah, you told you. Did you like it better than the second one? Like I told you, I thought you were going to. It's hard because I think they're both really. I think they're both I, bad. It wasn't great. Come on, but it was it was more fun. I felt than the second one. I was more bored. I was more bored. Really, with the Jurassic World Dominion than I was oh, than I was with Fallen Kingdom. Crazy. I I don't know, man. I just was. I really liked that more. I don't know. It must have just been the mood I was in that day, or just the fact that I really hated Fallen Kingdom. I don't know. I, I remember when you used to say like. I remember we had the whole conversation where just like oh three Lost three, World like no, yeah like Lost yeah. World's not worse than three. I'm like. Watch Lost World again, then you're gonna see. And, you, and I got text me like like a few days later. Yeah, yeah, you were right. This movie's this movie's really atrocious. Because you gotta understand, this is 1997. Russ going into the film, or 1998. Russ going no, into the 97. film. You're right. 97, 1997. Russ going in there, uh, 13, 14 years old. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, just really just eating that up. I, I remember I saw that a couple times in a theater, and I'm like, this is so awesome, you know. And then obviously. You revisit it 20 plus years later, like, wow, what the fuck? Like, what was I watching? You know what I mean? Enough, I like this, this, this. This did give me like big vibes of Jurassic, of Jurassic, uh, Jurassic, I'm sorry, Lost World Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause, cause I'm just like, I feel like it's overly long and complicated and just like, I just, it just feels like a slog. This, like, this one felt more like a, more of a slog than Fallen Kingdom did. Yeah. They, they should have just stopped after the first one. Yeah. I mean, they weren't going to because the, the, the first Jurassic World oh. made like an obscene amount of money, but. They, uh, decl- they they steadily declined. I would have I would imagine. But they're all like billion dollar movies. Well, well, actually, uh, let, let's let's check on that real quick. What did Dominion go a billion? Yeah, it, it definitely did. Really, worldwide? Yes. Hold on. Um, I'm I'm pulling up the numbers right now. That can't be by much. I'm I'm gonna say if it if it hits a billion, it's it's barely hitting a billion. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You were right. It did. It did. Like it did barely. It's, it's only like 1.001. Okay, so, okay, that makes sense. Because if you were to tell me, like, it was like 1.4, 1.5, I'd have been like, you're crazy. Yeah, no, like, uh, so yeah, World was 1.6, Fallen Kingdom was 1.3, this was 1.001, but still so made a billion dollars. Still, I mean, a billion dollars is a billion bucks, so, yeah. Yeah, wow, it's, wow, fucking, the first Jurassic World made a billion dollars overseas alone. Crazy, it's fucking insane to me. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, point is, uh, I would like a hit dinosaur film outside of Jurassic Park, and I think sixty-five could be really fun and really cool. And like I said, I like Adam Driver. So uh, yeah, and this is set for a release on uh, March tenth, twenty twenty-three. Uh, next trailer we're going to be talking about. This is uh, one of our bigger ones we're talking about today. 
This is the first trailer for Scream 6. Yeah, we uh, went right from Scream to Scream 6. Uh, this one is uh, the sixth film, the Scream franchise. Uh, this one gets us out of Woodsboro. Uh, we're going to the uh, glitz and glamour of New York City. And we're seeing our characters take on Ghostface once again. Returning from the last one, you have Gail Weathers, uh, Courtney Cox, but also returning from the previous Scream film, Melissa Barrera, Jenna Ortega, uh, Jasmine Savoy Brown, Mason Gooding, as well as Hayden Panettiere, reprising her role as Kirby from Scream 4. Because I guess, you know, yeah, getting, getting, st- getting stabbed in the, in the gut, it's just, it's just like a paper cut, walk it off. Yeah, she was. Yeah, why not? Uh, but yeah, so uh, we got another screen, another screen adventure, and the very first one without Nev Campbell. Yeah, man, I just this this trailer didn't do it for me. I mean, I wasn't wasn't feeling it, man. I really, I'm like, really I think like the, I the think whole the problem idea. is the problem with this, and like I was thinking about thinking about it recently. I don't find these characters that interesting. Not, like, like compared to the first Scream film, I was like so into everybody. Oh yeah, there were more. And then I'm just like, I mean, some of you, some of you are all right. Some of you are cool, but you know, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be sad if I never saw you again. Yeah, I mean, but I don't know. To do this in a bigger city, a bigger pot, like I just. I don't know. I like the whole idea that we're going in Woodsboro. It's a small town. You know what I mean? I, I like that. I don't. I think we need to blow it up and make it crazy. You know what I mean? Plus, the, me, last I just, we, the last time we tried screaming in a bigger city, it was Scream Three, and yeesh, yeah, it didn't uh, yeah. I don't, I don't have a lot of hope for this. I really wasn't too too excited about the uh, trailer. I thought they were going to get something that really gets you hooked into it. Uh, just chilling on a subway and having multiple people wearing a ghost face mask could have could have done a lot better. I do like how the M goes into the VI though for six. I thought that, that is, was pretty cool. That is cool. So I'll give you that, but yeah, just didn't feel it. Just wasn't feeling it, man. I mean, I I, I do like the whole like flashing light thing. I think I, I I thought that was that that was cool. Yeah, but like outside of like, oh my god, was I super excited after watching the trailer? No, like I, I well, like, especially I, like, compared to like the trailer for Scream Five. So, like Scream Five really got me hooked. That trailer. Oh yeah, sorry, Scream. That's the that's the other thing. Should just call the last one Scream Five. Like like now we have Scream 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 Two Scream Three Scream Four Scream and then Scream Six. Yeah, well, I mean, what are we doing? What are we do- what are we doing? What are we doing? But um yeah, I, I don't know. I just wasn't I was kind of disappointed at what how they were gonna try to market that out, you know. But either way, again, I think that uh Matt uh Bittinelli Oplin and Ter- and Tyler Gillette are two talented dudes. Like I said, I really did enjoy Ready or Not from a few years ago. And uh yeah, this is set for a release on March tenth, twenty twenty three. Bam, March tenth is gonna be stacked. March you got your it's gonna be stacked. Screaming Adam Driver, baby. Let's go. Um, yeah, Sony Sony versus Paramount. Let's get it, baby. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh speaking of uh Sony, the last trailer we're talking about is our second look at Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Uh so Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is the sequel to the 2018 film Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Now we're going across the Spider-Verse. By the way, Sp- uh into the Spider-Verse did not I made less money than you probably think. Really? Yeah. I mean it, it made money, but like not as much as you would think given the quality of the film. Yeah, I mean, because uh everything about it was just awesome. Yeah, like it, it only it only made like $375 million worldwide, which is again a hit, but like Given like how great that movie is, you expect it to make like like seven, eight hundred. 
No, don't be surprised. This one hits a billion mark. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, no, like, it, well, I mean, that, that'd be an insane. I mean, I, I would be surprised. That'd be, that'd be like an insane jump. I mean, I, I could see it though, because the given I mean, the, the time between the time yeah. between, yeah, I, 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 I could see it happening. Because you know, like, I, I, I guess you could throw Top Gun out there because you know. Oh yeah. Okay, that that did that did happen for that. So maybe, uh, but anyways, uh, this one features uh Miles Morales and Gwen Stacy journey through the multiverse where they meet uh many 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 more spider people <laughs> uh but when the new threat emerges mile finds himself going against the other spider people in order to handle it like we see literally see like a scene where a spy- all the spider-man just beating the shit out of him yeah uh listen returning from this film we have uh shameek moore Haley seinfeld and jake johnson reprising the roles from the original in the, in the spider-verse also oscar isaac reprising his role from the post-credit scene of uh in the spider-verse spider-man 2099 uh, new cast members include Issa Rae as Spider-Woman, Danny Kaluuya as Spider-Punk, Jason Schwartzman as The Spot. Uh, oh, yeah, also uh, Brian Terry Henry's back. forgot to mention him. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, oh, and uh, Lauren Lynn uh, Velez as uh, his mom, who actually gets dialogue this time around, <laughs> unlike the first film, which she's in it, but she doesn't really say much. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, she gets, she, gets a, she gets a whole ass scene in this first, and I'm watching just like, okay, you're dead. <laughs> right now. his mom's gonna die yeah doesn't really bode well for the main characters when that anytime happens. somebody gives a big talk to spider-man it doesn't bode well for that person no track record's not very good track record there is very very poor yeah uncle uncle ben uncle ben again aunt may spoiler from my home aunt may george stacy like if anybody has like a serious uh, fucking uh uncle aaron spoiler Uncle Aaron from Into the Spider-Verse. Like, don't, don't have a heartfelt talk with somebody who's Spider-Man. You're not going to have a good time. Yeah. Or don't get a ca- connected to the character that has that heartfelt conversation, too. Yes, because, like, you're, again, you're also going to have a bad time. <laughs> point is, uh, this is our... Uh, this was supposed to be out at this point of the year, but it was pushed back uh, to June of next year. So, Russell, what do you think the trailer for, the Sp- for Across the Spider-Verse? Dug it, man. I really did. Um, you could tell they took a lot of time making this film. I mean, it looks beautiful, like the first one. Um, I'm kind of excited to get back into that whole entire Spider-Verse. Um, the first one was such a huge surprise. And what a milestone for a film, you know, just the looks of the animation. Um, looking forward to this one as well. No, yeah, absolutely. Like, that was one of my favorite movies of the year. I was super, super excited for this one. I'm still very excited. I'm curious about is, uh, is Spider-Man 299 the bad guy? Because like, Spider-Man 299 is the, the blue and the mostly blue and red one yeah uh i'm just like because like he's like like the serious business spider-man i'm just like is so is is he the bad guy in all this because we don't really have like a sense of who the villain is yeah they kind of leave that open-ended yeah so i'm very curious like he's like the the quote-unquote villain in this film so yeah i think it's gonna be fascinating but either way uh we don't have any of the of the director from the first one returning, but in their stead, we do have uh, Joaquin, De, uh, Joaquin De Santos, who did work on a lot of Avatar: The Last Airbender, which I was a huge fan of, and uh, Kent Powers, who was the co-director of Soul uh, uh, from uh, 2020. So either way, I think this movie's in really great hands. Uh, Lord and uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller are still writing this film and producing it, and yeah, this set for release on June 2nd, 2023. Uh, that's going to do it for trailer talk. We now move on to notorious news. Of course, we have to pay our respects. Uh, one of the big ones we lost uh, in the past, in the past uh, week or so was Kirstie Alley. Yeah, uh, really, really surprising. 
yeah, who I guess was battling cancer that I guess, I don't know if I, I don't know if I didn't know about it or we just didn't, or we just didn't hear about it, but uh, yeah, she was uh, battling cancer and she did uh, sadly pass away at the age of 71. She's probably most known for her role on Cheers as uh, Rebecca, but she's also yeah. known for her role in the Look, Look Who's Talking films, uh, Veronica's Closet, uh, Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan, like she had a very, Village of the Damned, It Takes Two, uh, drop that gorgeous she had just like this incredibly incredibly like storied career yeah and i i, I this is completely random movie but for richard poor with uh tim allen when they were amish i always liked that movie uh it was a late 90s movie it's comedy pretty funny stuff but uh, yeah really great actress um i think it was one of those ones where it was just privately fought you know what i mean it was a privately fought disease and uh, really wasn't a whole lot of pub uh, publicity with it you know yeah uh, the other one we lost, and this is the one that hit me personally because this is not the first uh, actor of this type of variety we've lost this year, uh, Mr. Bob McGrath, who you may not recognize the name initially, but he uh, was Bob uh, Bob Johnson on Sesame Street. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like anybody who watched Sesame Street knew exactly who this guy was. That's because and like, he touched so many kids because he is one of the few people who's on like from, from the jump. Like He was on the show from 69 to 2017 yeah, he so had he, like that long of a run with this show yeah and so like definitely he's, yeah he's not someone who would like again he's not someone who's gonna, probably gonna get the recognition or the or the acclaim that he probably should but like because he dedicated his entire life to you know uh children's programming but yeah. still like a run like that with a show like sesame street which is like so fundamental for so many kids and the oh, fact yeah. that this is a guy who like, clearly like, loved what he did. And yeah, like, clearly, the, yeah. like the kids loved the kids loved him for. Like he was one of my, one of my favorite humans on, on the show. And I wanted to, I, I wanted to give him his respect because like I I know how much his work meant to him and I know how much he meant he meant to so many people, myself included. Yeah, I mean, I could I could account for it too, man. I, I grew up watching Sesame Street. Um, it being Christmas time, man, the um, Sesame Street Christmas special was always a uh, classic. Um, you know that one where uh, Bert Bert or uh, what was it? Bert wants to give Ernie a soap dish for his yes. paper clip collection. Yes. Ah, uh, dude, it was good. such a it's such a great one. Where at the beginning of the um, beginning of the movie they or beginning of the uh, show they are uh, dancing on the skating rinks. Yeah, they're ice skating. Police Navi to Police Navidad. That's why I always love that song by Jose Feliciano. My wife hates it, but I always thought of uh, oh, really? says, says, yeah, I'm like, dude, this is a classic. And it's because of Sesame Street playing it in the beginning. That's when, um, remember, they end up throwing Oscar. Yeah, over they, they the, over come the, like through a wall. Yeah. Um, anyway, what I'm trying to say is I grew up watching it, too. So, you know, definitely check out that Christmas special. I mean, it's it's a fantastic. Yeah, I'm episode. looking up. It's it's, uh, it's Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. For yeah, those who want to check it out. Oh, my God. It's it's. Man, it's it's a classic. I've watched that numerous times. It I'm, it might be one that I have to try to see if I can pull out to uh, revisit. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I'm, uh, very, definitely, I'm curious if it's, if it's on HBO Max. If it is, I mean, I can watch it. So, I, but I'm definitely like I said, what I'm trying to say is I grew up watching it too, um, and I know the character. Um, it's just you know kind of what you said. A lot of people kind of overlook that because of the fact that ah, Sesame Street. You know what I mean? But to have the consistency the uh the length the span of work that he did with the programming and and just trying to you know how you you know you're fundamentally teaching kids the basic you know basic things and um to be passionate about it for that period of time shows you how much he really cared about it you know 
Yes. And the update, it is on HBO Max. So please, go watch Christmas on Sesame Street, everybody. Seriously, you, you'll do yourself a favor, and, and you're going to love it uh, if you haven't seen it. If you have seen it, revisit it, because now that I know about it, I'm definitely going uh, to watch it before Christmas. Yeah, so uh, rest, in, rest in peace, Bob. I, will, I promise I will never forget you, and I will let you teach my, my kids eventually about you know letters and also death. Uh, moving on to our other stuff, we have a lot of things to cover today. Uh, first of which, we have some unlikely sequels that were announced first of which is one i buy but i still think is a little strange uh jackie chan of all people confirmed that well because i think this is chris tucker is that him confirmed that rush hour four is in the works my question is this who's directing this because we all know it's not gonna be brett ratner yeah in a post me too world brett ratner is not going anywhere near a rush hour set yeah, that's not going to happen. That's that's completely crazy. I I couldn't believe I saw that too. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Would you, would would you be interested in another rush hour? Probably not. Yeah, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't be either. But I do like Jackie Chan. I still, to a degree, like Chris Tucker. Uh, so you know what? I, I I'm kind I'm kind of into it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no more ones coming out. The other one that got announced again. This is one I'm just like. Huh? Uh, it is uh. Apparently, we're getting an election sequel. Yeah, election. Uh, the nineteen ninety nine film by Alexander Payne. Wow. Uh, not only that, but uh, apparently, uh, apparently, Reese Witherspoon is coming back as Tracy Flickerman. Wow, that's some craziness. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen Election, uh, it's a film about uh. Uh, you know, Matthew Broderick, he's a well-liked government student, uh, but uh, he comes into contact with uh, Tracy Flick, uh, played by Reese Witherspoon, uh, who uses these, like, really weird tactics, like, really just, like, odd tactics to get what she wants. Then uh, she starts to run for president, and then it's just a whole to-do. First of all, Reese Witherspoon's fucking excellent in that film. Uh, like, it's also pre- just, like, it's also, like, a really, like, it gets, like, really dark and really kind of twisted. Would it would it surprise you if I told you I have not seen that movie? You've never seen Election? I never saw Election. Oh my movie. god! You, you, I, I was like, you, like you would love it. Yeah, I, I need. To, I like Alexander Payne, so yeah, I need to watch it. I like I said, there's, I just like, never. There's no other. There's that might be my favorite Alexander Payne movie. Really? All right. I mean, it's 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 up there. I mean, like you know, like 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 I love that. I love Sideways. The Descend- Descendants is great. Nebraska is fantastic. I haven't seen About Schmidt. I've heard that one's really great though. About Schmidt's really good. Yeah, but like, but he's like, like really, really great director. Also, I'm thinking about it. We haven't seen Alexander Payne do a movie in a while. In a while, have we? No, it's been, a, yeah, it's been, a, been, a, been a while. Yeah, but either way, uh, yeah. So I, I, you can't really speak to it because you haven't seen Election. But I am very curious as to like what this movie would actually be like. Is she running for office? Because I think that'd be hilarious. She ran for president. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'd, be, it'd be funny. Yeah, if you move it, obviously in the. Future would make sense, <laughs> yeah. uh, but please, uh, Russell, go go watch election. Like, this is uh, you, 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 you'd quite, you'd quite enjoy it. Uh, something that was announced, uh, as well is that we are, uh, remember that uh, movie, The Dark Tower, that came out a couple years ago? Yeah, oh, how could, how could we forget that film? How could we forget everybody's favorite film, The Dark Tower? Well, guess what, Russell, we're trying it again, not in movie in series form, but but here's the twist. 
The person behind this is one Mr. Mike Flanagan, the guy who directed Gerald's Game, okay. as well as Dr. Sleep. I had to think about that way too hard. Dr. Sleep, uh, among other King stuff that he's working on. So, like, yeah, I heard this. Uh, I heard this. Mike Dark Tower, eh, I don't care. But. Yeah, Flanagan is the hook on that. If there's and because like Dark Tower is a very hard story and a hard book to adapt. If there's yeah. anybody that can do it, it is Mike Flanagan. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Midnight Mass. We I, I did watch that. Um, that was a good that was a good series on Netflix. If you haven't seen that, check that one out. I, I didn't get to the other one, the one that they the new, newer one that they did that did Flanagan the, did. Oh, the, it's not the Midnight Club. It's it's something with the club. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Is it did it did it do Midnight Club? Is it the Midnight Club? Uh, let's see. Said something oh, about it is the Midnight group. Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't I know. Did that. I didn't know. Did. I thought I was mixing up with with Midnight Mass. I didn't know he did that one too. No, Midnight Mass was fantastic. Um, but uh, yeah, but I need to check that one out. But yeah, Flanagan. I mean, Doctor Sleep was fantastic. Really good, uh, solid movie. And uh, yeah, if anybody can do a Dark Tower, definitely got to be Flanagan. You know, I think he has a knack for taking on a Stephen King. Absolutely. So yeah, we'll see when that comes out, and that is going to Amazon. Uh, which I do think it's a, I do, I do think it's a good fit for him or for a good fit for the platform. Yeah, I should say. Uh, something else going to Amazon. It was announced that they are going to be doing a God of War series, hmm. uh, live action. So I mean, like I, I, I think a God of War adaptation was inevitable, just because like those last two games especially were massive. Yeah, I'm just very curious as to who they get to play Kratos. Can't speak for because I didn't. Also, uh, not been a not not a never played God the games. No, I, I, I know I know of it. I mean, I know obviously heard of it. I've just never I never played it. Never played it well, yeah. Uh, well, if people don't know, God of War is basically you're playing this dude Kratos who uh, kind of goes crazy and decides to declare war on the gods and just go around just beating the shit, just beating the shit and killing any single god he comes across. Like he's uh, the think he's about the big, uh, good. He's the big beefy guy. That looks like Sam Geef. Yeah. Is that like the big beefy guy? Okay. I know who you're talking Like, I know the character. I just don't know the whole concept of it. Yeah, so the whole thing is like he he, he gets frustrated with the god because he loses his family, yeah. and then he decides to just go like and rampage and just kill every single god. In the newer adaptations, though, what he does is like he's older, he's got a new son, and he's fighting like Norse gods. Like in the, in, in the second god of okay. war, like Thor, like Thor is the main villain. Okay, actually, so be- voiced by Ryan Hurst, uh, fucking uh, Bertier from uh, Rise of the Titans. Oh, no shit. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I, 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 you remember uh, Gore, the god but from, from Thor 11 Thunder? Okay. Yeah. Very similar to that, actually. Okay. But yeah, like it's, it's, it's like the games are fantastic. It's a very compelling character. I'm just very curious if they're going to be going, if they're going to be adapting like from square one. Or gonna be like going from like the newer games because the newer the yeah. newer games are like super super popular right now. So, but like you know, if they, they want to do it right, they have to like wait to do those. I'm not sure they're gonna want to wait to do that. I I think they should go back to square one. You start from the beginning. I, yeah, because like you you can legitimately do like a season a game. Yeah, I mean I'm, I'm saying as someone who's played because like my my dad yeah. was really big into God of War because like it was like one of the best selling games on PS2. Yeah, I mean, I remember when it came out. Like I said, it was just one of the ones I just never got into. Like, I mean, obviously, I was around for the, the PS2 days, and I just never, yeah, was never played that. 
yeah either way uh yeah i'm very curious as to like what 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 goes down with this god of war adaptation uh next thing we're talking about is we got some more word on uh the book of clarence the follow-up film by mr uh james samuel uh well we got we got we'll get to you thing first which we uh did hear about uh what this premise is going to be apparently about a guy named clarence living in 29 a.d jerusalem who was to capitalize on the rise of jesus christ we talked about uh how this was announced we had lakeith stanford omar c in the lead roles but look at the, the russell hear this supporting cast you got benedict cumberbatch james mcavoy david ayelowo alfred woodard Kayla McLaughlin, Tiana Taylor, R.J. Kyler. Like this is yeah. this reminds me of like remember when we first heard the cast for the Heart of They Fall? We're just like holy shit! Oh yeah, I mean it was just like a, a who's who. Yeah, this 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 is very much like the same thing. I'm like, oh my god, damn this this movie this movie better be this movie better be awesome. Seriously, yeah. I mean with that with that uh, cast, I mean it, you you would hope so. You know? Did you ever see the Heart of They Fall? I ended up not seeing Harder They Fall. Oh my god, that made me so Harder. Yeah, did not did, did not make it didn't yeah, didn't get around to watching that one. Uh but either way, yeah. Uh the uh book of Clarence, uh, again, directed written and read by James Samuel, once again produced by Jay-Z. And uh no word on when when or how this is releasing. But either way, I am very excited uh to see the, to see this come to fruition. Uh, something else that, well, I'm not, not as excited for it, but, you know, it, it is something that's going to be happening, whether I like it or not. Uh, Wicked, or should I say Wicked Part 1, because, yeah, uh, well, the movie is getting split into two parts. Uh, we already talked about how uh, Ariana Grande and Cynthia Riva were cast in the two lead roles. Not doing anything. Not doing anything to help, because I don't I don't like those picks. Uh, we did get some other... With some other uh, other other cast members joining uh mainly we uh did get word on but we actually we got a lot of uh broadway people joining uh like ethan slater who i guess played spongebob on broadway i guess he's very good i'm not sure i'm not familiar with the guy's work uh i'm sorry jonathan bailey jonathan bailey no i was right ethan slater uh that's that's the guy who's playing that's the guy who's playing uh bach have you seen wicked i can't remember no i never saw wicked oh i thought you, I thought you did okay never, never mind but yeah, either way, Ethan, no, Ethan Slater no. plays SpongeBob on Broadway. No, I, I, I heard he's very good. I can't attest to that. Jonathan Bailey, again, another guy. I've heard he's very good. Don't know anything about him. Uh, we did get word on uh, who's playing the wizard. We got Jeff Goldblum playing the wizard. <laughs> uh, and uh, Michelle Yao playing Madame Morrible, who Madame Morrible basically runs kind of, kind of like the wizard's right hand, but he does run, she, she does run the school that the two, uh, the two girls go to and meet at. Uh, I don't know if Michelle Yao could sing. I hope yeah. she can. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, well, uh, uh, Kayla Settle, uh, the bearded lady from Greatest Showman, she's in this. Okay. As well as uh, Bowen Yang, the Asian guy from SNL, and that's not being that's not even being racist. This, this is how like how I know him. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, look, I. So yeah, you, you know the premise of Wicked, right? Yeah, it's about the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah, like her origin, her origin story. Yeah, uh, directed by John M. Chu. Again, this is only part one. I uh, they're splitting in two parts for reasons I can't fathom. Just because the show's the show's not especially long. I've seen that show like three times. It's not long. Yeah, it's it's just the day and age of like splitting those in half and trying to make more money off of it. I guess I don't know. 
but yeah, uh, you hear like these cast members, uh, you know, lining up. First of all, this seems about to be. They've been trying to do a, a Wicked movie forever, so it seems like they're, they're now like actually trying. They're actually like getting into place to do this. Yeah. So you know, what do you, what 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 do you think about this, all this? You hear these cast members, you hear this. Do you, does that make you more excited for the movie as someone who's never seen the show? Yeah, I mean, I've always been curious to see the show. It was one of those things I just never got around to doing it. You know what I mean? I obviously love The Wizard of Oz. Um, it just was one of those things where obviously heard of Wicked, knew that was very popular, knew what it was about, but just never actually took the time to, to try to go see the play. Um, so having, you know, that resource to see the movie, you know, I'm, I'm up, you know, I'm down. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, I think there's a lot of potential. I just think that they're making a lot of really questionable moves that I don't fully agree with. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, Wicked uh, Part 1. Probably going to be out sometime within the next two years. Uh, up next, uh, next thing we're going to be talking about, speaking of movie musicals, actually, uh, we got word on the musical adaptation of the Mean Girls musical. So yes, there is going there. Just, you know, just back up a little bit. Uh, there was a musical version of Mean Girls that was on Broadway that was actually very successful. Tina Fey did write the book for it. Uh, it's very successful in that, and it's now getting a movie adaptation. We do have cast members. Uh, Angori Rice is going to be in it. She's going to be playing uh, Katie. Uh, uh, also, uh, someone else will be also in it. I'm happy for her. Uh, Ali'i Ali Cravalho, uh, Moana from Moana. She's going to be in it. She's going to be playing Janice. Okay. Uh, I know literally nothing about the other two people who were cast. I'm just going to assume they were. Oh, okay. So the girl playing Regina George played Regina George on Broadway. So that's nice. Uh, but yeah, so Russell, and this is going this is going directly to Disney. I'm sorry, I almost Disney Plus, Paramount Plus. Uh, okay. That's where this adaptation is going. So, uh, yeah, Russell, and I think I'm not mistaken. You're a big fan of Mean Girls. I'm, I'm yeah, I love love it. Yeah, saw it in theater when it came out in 04 or 04, I believe. Yeah, are you ready to watch it set to songs? Heck yeah! I, I don't know. I was always. I mean, the movie was pretty good. I remember just how you know just how popular it was when it came out. You know, I, I enjoyed it a lot, um, and, and it just it, it, it's it's a movie that's grown and, and, and caught a following. So uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, I, again, like I, I'm sure you don't either, but I know nothing about the musical. Yeah, I have zero. I, you, I could, I could tell you nothing about that. I know, the, I know the musical exists, and that's about it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I know nothing about like the song. It's, it's both, I've heard it's very good. But... Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I can't see something. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's bad Broadway plays, but I mean, you put something like as popular as that out there. Do you know what I mean? A movie like that. Mm. I mean, I'm sure you have to put a little bit of a thought and, and, and work and effort into it. Yeah. So, I mean, you have got, got some big shoes to fill. So we'll see. We'll see if they can do it. Uh, up next, uh, we do have, we uh, got a cast member added to uh, the John Wick spinoff ballerina. Uh, this is going to be the Ana de Armas uh, starring John Wick spinoff in which a, uh, well, it's going to be taking place between John Wick chapter three and four and a ballerina assassin hunts uh, to find some assassins who previously killed her family. Uh, kind of like, uh, again, kind of like the first John Wick minus, minus the dog, minus uh, killing the dogs. Yeah, like <laughs> this, this is like, this is like the gentler version. Like, you know, like John Wick, they, they, they skipped the girlfriends and the wife. They went straight to puppies. Yeah. There's, you know, you can only, you can't get any worse. Yeah. Uh, we found out that Norman Reedus 
is going to be is going to be uh in this film which i am really excited about because again i like norman reedus uh his stint on walking dead is well i mean everyone's in the walking dead is over the show the show ended but um he's doing a spinoff but i i do want to see him get into more movie stuff i mean weirdly enough he has like he has like a like a strangely prolific video game career yeah because he's been doing a lot of like video game work i'm excited to see him get back into like actual movies uh, you know, like in this movie, you got uh, Ana de Armas and Prize and from the John Wick series, Ian McShane, Keanu Reeves, Lance Reddick, and Angelica Houston, uh, who, I mean, yeah, he's, you, you wouldn't know about her. She's, she's in three. Uh, but yeah, uh, Russell, you, you know, you hear Norman Reed joining this. I mean, I know you haven't seen any of the other John Wick films besides the first one. And actually, a lot of this hinges on what you see in three. Okay, and I've never actually watched a. Uh, I think I've watched one full episode of The Walking Dead. I never, really, I never, I never got into it. But you, but you saw Boondock Saints. But I saw the Boondock Saints. Yeah, uh, I don't. It was. It's really weird. My whole entire uh, navigation through things, I guess, is really kind of strange. I remember when I met Beck in uh, 2013. She was a fan of The Walking Dead, and I watched one episode with her because it coincided with a night that we were. At, at I was at her house and it was it was on and that's the only episode I've ever seen, so yeah, well, I, I don't know. I, I I would love to know which one it was. I, th- I honestly think it was one where the uh, who's who's the old guy? I think the old guy died. What? How did he die? Oh, did did did, did, he, did he get his head cut off or did he get ripped open by a zombie? Remember? Okay. Uh, I don't remember. The old guy died, though. I know that. Because there, there are two old guys. That, what, what, that, that was, what, what was the old guy? Well, give me, I give you the name if I hear it, it. It was either Dale or Herschel. I think it was Herschel when Herschel, Herschel? died. Okay, yeah. Okay, I know exactly what episode that is then. Yeah. And would that coincide with 2013? I think it would, actually. Okay, would. so then that, that's the episode I saw. Okay, the point, point is, Norman Reed is, is getting in. Is, I, I think that's cool because I like Norman Reed as an actor. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, anytime you can get out of something that you've, you know, you know, and I've always heard that, you know, the, the Walking Dead was a show that they just carried on for a little bit too long. Um, so that, I mean, it's obviously trying to be good to get out of the shadow of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> next piece of news. This, this, is, this is a big one because uh, there's a lot to break down. Uh, we talk about how James Gunn is uh, how James Gunn has been taken over uh, the creative head of D- as the creative head of DC Studios. Well, should he- I uh, should I what? step out? Should I step out now? Oh no 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 no! I, I want you to sit. I want you to sit uh... there and take all this. Uh, but, uh, things are shaking up to a degree that none of us ever expected because they are literally like we're not exaggerating. They are scrapping everything. Like everything that's not already done is being scrapped. Like Wonder Woman three scrapped. Black Adam two. Well, first of all, Black Adam not nearly as as big of a hit as as we thought. Like it is not doing well, and I'm shocked. Still haven't seen it in the theaters. I did buy it on demand. I need to watch it though. It's fine. Like it's, I bought. I bought it. I, it's, it's not like it's, agreed, it, but yeah. it's fine. Um, Wonder yeah, Wonder Woman three canceled. Uh, Jason Momoa likely done as Aquaman. Ezra Miller definitely done as the Flash. There was a Michael Keaton uh, Batman movie in the works that was apparently scrapped, and uh, all the work they did to bring Henry Cavill back, he was informed today that he is no longer going to be required 
as Superman. So yes, Russell, that officially puts the final nail into the coffin that is Man of Steel 2. Can I just tell you, though, uh, I did talk it in new existence, and the fact that it was coming back made me happy. You were were this close. You were this close. I want no part of this world, this 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 universe. <laughs> I'm not even bullshit. I'm not bullshitting you. I like. I am bitter right I'm now. Done. Like Russell's I, taking his ball and going home. Listen, I when I heard it, I was like, "Fuck this guy." I I honestly, I'm like, you know what? No, I don't want. I I want zero part of your world. I don't want to watch anything that you fucking put out now. That's I, where I I'm at. Bad, I feel bad for Cavill because like I feel like he I feel like he got more hose than anybody. But he's so passionate about it. And then, like, The Rock went to bat and tried to bring him back because they were trying to obviously set things well, up. The big, problem, the big problem here is, like, The Rock, I guess, pissed off everybody at WB. But the thing about it, he said that when all these rumors were, like, all this stuff was supposed to happen, he said it was all noise. Like, I don't think he really thought anything was going to change. You know what I mean? He thought, like, there were rumblings, but it was all just noise and things would obviously subside and go back to how they were. I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I have, no idea, I have no idea what happened. Like, Apparently, yeah. like Momoa's, this is gonna be the last time we see Momoa's Aquaman. The next, the next one, Aquaman Lost Kingdom. Last time we see him as Aquaman, he's gonna be rebooted as like maybe Lobo, which I heard yes. was a rumor, but I guess might be true. Actually, like I said, I think I'm. Uh, I might not watch any of this shit. I'm I just, so I'm so conf- like I feel like audiences are gonna be so confused. Just but it's because- way it's wasted time. I mean, it's wasted time. Oh, no, this, I mean, this is this is a decade of wasted time. I mean, it's just a waste of time. It's like, that's why I guess I'm so, maybe I'm, I'm passionate about it because of the fact that I, I loved Man of Steel. Um, you figure, you know, 2013 now, it's almost been 10 years. It's been nine that you've built this and then you've set it up. So like, let's keep it rolling. Like it, it's been getting, like I thought, you know, you know, Snyder's Justice League uh, cut. I really thought that was a, a, a much more up, you know, a facelift from what it needed. Um, his vision, I really enjoyed. Enjoyed. I, I loved it up until I, I don't think we could, have, we could have done away with the Joker scene. Um, yeah, but outside, we'll, we'll get to that eventually. I'm not, I'm not going to say soon. We'll get to that eventually. I don't know. I'm just, just disgusted. Yeah. Like, Ev, like the, the fact that they're just doing like a square one reboot, I think is just, I, I think it's hilarious. Yeah. It's just, like I said, I, I saw that and I said, you know what? If that movie came out tomorrow, I would not fucking watch it because I don't want any part of that. Oh, whatever they do moving forward. So, 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 uh, so, uh, so, you're not covering anything. <laughs> Blue Beetle. I'm just, I'm just like pissed, man. I'm just really like this, really fucking, really mad about it, man. <laughs> they, they, threw, they threw your toy out. Now you just want to go home. Yeah. If there's people that religiously listen to the show, we thank you for listening. But if you could have a count of how many times I've mentioned Man of Steel 2 in our show, um, and how many times I told you it's never going to happen. And the fact that it and was, was going right. to happen. It, no, well, it was going to happen. It was going to happen. Okay. But then again, I, I, to, I told you, like, don't, don't, don't do it yet. Don't, don't get excited. <sighs> Disgusted. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I've basically what, what they want to do is they want to just just get all their pieces in place. Or sorry, get out all the movies they have done and then just start from scratch. On a positive note, though. It sounds like Ben Affleck might be coming back to direct the movie. I did hear that, and I, I just think that's just bullshit too, because it's just fan service. I well, think no, like, like Gun Gun said that himself. So right, whatever, I just it's not gonna make it better. Because <laughs> he's, he's gonna direct it. He ain't gonna be Batman. I mean, he, I mean, he, might, he might he might be Batman. We don't know. I feel like I feel like he won't be, but he might. He ain't gonna be. I'm I'm done. I'm just I'm disgusted. Let's move on to the next segment. So much, so much public. Okay, okay. Well, let, let's talk, let's talk about the week in physical media. This is. This is, this is, this is <laughs> Max, I'm fucking. I'm fucking done with it. 
face. He's so people watching. He's so mad. He's so I am, mad. dude. I'm fucking really upset about that. I don't. I don't like being toyed with like that. And I and like The Rock, you know, who I, I bank on, you know, an idol. Uh, he lied. No, he no, no. Story. Like at the time, it was not a lie. It just, he just didn't foresee all this happening. What happened in a couple of weeks that I want to know? Because that, that just came out not so like, long ago. Yeah, no, like, that, that's my question. What the hell happens? Did somebody get drunk and prank call somebody and some shit? Like, I don't know, man. I just, like I said, I'm just, this is just a Scott. Let's get to physical media. I'm, I'm done. I'm, over. I'm done uh, wasting yeah. energy on that. Point is, uh, DC is going to look very different the next couple of years. And I am just very curious to how this is all going to happen. And that's my fucking philosophy. DC, don't care. That's where I'm at. <laughs> that's where the fuck I'm at right now. Let's move on to physical media. <laughs> All right, let's talk about physical media. We have uh, four big things hitting physical this week. Uh, Smile, Ticket to Paradise, The Woman King, and Lyle, Lyle, Crocodile. I've only seen two of these. I've seen all four. You've seen all four. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, Smile is actually one I missed. I don't know why, but I ended up missing it. It wasn't uh, bad. Yeah, my, my, sister, my sister saw it. She was, she was not a fan, but... <laughs> I mean, I feel like girls are always scared of movies though, like that, scary movies, though, aren't they? No, she's not that she's scared. She's like she. she that, that's the thing. Like she wasn't scared of it. Like she. Oh, okay. She, she said yeah. she she laughed more than she was scared. I thought it could have been a lot better than it was. I feel like that's I do want to uh, see it. I know it's on Paramount Plus right now. Yeah, I mean it's absolutely worth a watch. I I mean so but like I, I would, so like what 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 would you get? So like if you're, if you're gonna buy rent or shelve, what, what would you do? I'd rent it. I'd, I'd give it rent? a rent. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the other one that uh, that uh, uh, I haven't seen is a lot of crocodile. Uh, call me crazy. I never never got around to seeing it. My daughter goes see it. Yep, I, 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 I figured it was cute. Um, I like the music. It was catchy. Um, it was a cute movie. I, I I would probably put this in the in a buy category if you have kids. If you have if if you have kids. Um, I mean, I'll probably end up buying it because I mean, I buy it, the majority of the movies that come out. I try to at least, um, like the mainstream movies. Um. But yeah, no, I enjoyed it. It was cute. It was a really cute film. Um, Javier Bardem was pretty good in the film. Um, Shawn Mendes' song, some of the songs were really catchy. It was it was a fun film. Okay, and I talked about the ones we've both seen. Uh, Ticket to Paradise, which I, which I did see. I, I, I liked it. I absolutely would buy the film. Really? I, I mean, I, 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 give it a, yeah. I give it a solid rent. I think this is like, this is, again, Universal is like a weird like slate this year where like they feel like they're dusting off a lot of the scripts from the 90s. Like yeah. this fucking Marry Me Beast. Yeah. Yeah. Some of these movies feel like they're like they're straight out of the nineties, but uh, oh yeah, I I guess it's a solid rent. I I think it's fun enough. I just wish I wish we were funnier. It was cute. I mean, I like the chemistry between Roberts and Clooney. I mean, you kind of I'm not really going to spoil anything, but I, I'm just going to say that you could see where this is going, and you're not surprised by the end. Um, but I would buy it. Like I said, it's I think it's a really good uh, it's a cute film that you could watch during the uh, you know Valentine season. Yeah, and uh, other one we both saw is The Woman King. This is uh, the uh, historical epic from uh, Gina Prince-Bythewood. This is an absolute buy from me. Oh, it's a buy from me, too. Um, I think it's a very well-put-together film. I like the fact that it's more female-led. you know, led. Um, You don't see a whole lot of movies like that. Like, you know I mean? Like fighting movies, warrior-esque movies like that. Um, so I thought that was, you know, I thought that was good. And the fact that, you know, you have you know, Viola Davis in the lead. It was fantastic in it. You know, I, I just, I really enjoyed the movie. It was a really, really good film. A lot of good acting in it. Um, a lot of good fight sequences. I thought it was a really good film and it's definitely worth buying for sure. And uh, last one we're going to talk about, we have uh, the Golden Globe nominations that came out. Uh, well, they are once again going to be televised after uh, some controversy last year, but they will be televised once again. Uh, 
So yeah, talking about the uh, film nominations. Uh, first of which, we have uh, Best Animated Feature. Nominees are Game of Pinocchio, Inuo, Marcel the Shell. Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, which I'm shocked was... I'm that I'm shocked that it was nominated again. I haven't seen this again. Can't come on the quality. I feel like this. Will, I feel like this won't get an Oscar nomination purely because it's like a lot of live action with animated yeah. superimposed on it. Yeah, again, kind of like Lego Movie, where it's just like I think the live action segment took it out. I I would again. I haven't seen it, so I can't comment on it. But neither have I. But yeah, the Puss in Boots: The Last Wish and Turning Red. Uh, right now I think it's a two horse race between Pinocchio and Turning Red. Yeah, I would. I would probably go with those two i haven't seen haven't seen either of i haven't seen any of those i don't think i haven't seen none of those ones of really you seen any of them no i yeah uh, i've seen Mar- again i've seen i've seen two because i saw i've seen pinocchio turning red marcel the shell marcel the shell i missed and puss and Moose, the last wish is not out yet so i can't we yeah, can't it's not out. yeah so but uh yeah i mean i i still like just knowing the knowing the hype and knowing you know what the campaigns are looking like right now i think that between those two yeah. Uh, best original song. We have Carolina from Where the Crawdads Sing, Ciao Papa from Pinocchio, Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick, Lift Me Up from Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and Not To Not To from Triple R. Oh, oh okay. That that one, that the Hindu Hindu movie or whatever. Uh, Telugu actually. Oh, it's a Telugu. Okay, I knew it was. I mean, in India, like, India. Yeah, it was in India. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, have you seen it? I have not, but I like this Bollywood thing is getting crazy. Is it like a Bollywood film? Isn't it kind of Tollywood? But yes, basically. Um, I noticed that Regal has been getting a lot of those movies, and on top of them, they're on Netflix too. Um, uh, Triple R is on Netflix, and um, again, people watch. If you have not seen Triple R, go watch. It's it's long. It's like three hours plus, but it's fucking awesome. And that's why uh, I haven't committed to it because of the time. I I, I don't want to. I want to ingest it. You know what I mean, like. But like hours. the thing is, like there is like a very clear like inner like cutoff point where you can go and you can like pick it up later. Okay, I, I might watch. Like I said, I, I've heard so much about them, um, and and they're always great comments that I see about them when I read uh, IMDb. If I just read like a little like snapshot of what people talk about in them, yeah. Uh, yeah, this one I think I think is going to go to hold my hand. Hold my hand, or I wouldn't mind seeing T Swift uh, or the Crawdads. Say. I would mind seeing T Swift win this. I, I don't know. That's, that's a really good film. And I, 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 I still haven't seen where the Crawdads sing. It's I, on Netflix now, by the way. I know it's on Netflix. I need to watch it, but I'm also just like very anti Taylor Swift. So no. No. All good. You're allowed to be. It's okay. <laughs> but like me, again, like, I, get, like, like, I think Lady Gaga had had this award locked up for. Like since June, so. uh, I'm anti DC, so we're all we're all something. Huh? You're anti DC now because I'm not. Gonna... Uh, <laughs> I'm not uh, getting my way. Best original score. Uh, you have uh, Carter Burwell for Bans- for Bansy Vinisharan, Alexander Desplat for Pinocchio, uh, Hilda Gunadutter for Women Talking, Justin Hurwitz for Babylon, and uh, John Williams for the Fa- the Thalemans. Uh, I didn't I didn't realize until now that Carter Burwell did the score for, for Bansy Vinisharan. I didn't see it. It's on HBO Max. I, yeah, I, I, I watch saw. That. I've seen. How, I've, how is it? It's great. Is it good? The I only know. ones of these I haven't seen are Women Talking Babylon because they're both not out yet. I I purchased the Fableman on Amazon to buy, so I, I do want to watch that. Is it? Uh, oh, is it as good as is it as good as everybody's hyping? It's fantastic. Yes. All right, and that's the uh, one I want to ingest in one in I, one sitting. Uh, I mean, I would. Uh, I 
this is it's actually pretty tough again like not hearing all the scores i i think it's hard but i think my, i might go to carter burwell honestly not or john williams yeah just because john williams is getting older i don't know how many more times he's gonna be nominated yeah Do you know I, I, I don't think he's like he's like retiring soon yeah and he's like he's getting there he's getting old yeah uh Next uh, category is best screenplay. We have uh, Tar, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Banshees of Inna Sharon, Women Talking, and The Fablemans. I've seen two out of those. I've seen everything except Women Talking because, again, that's not out yet. Yeah. So, I mean, I think this should go to Everything Everywhere All at Once. I think there's a good chance it might. Yeah, I, I would. I was. I saw that and I saw Tar. Liked both films. Uh, I could see either of those winning. Uh, yeah. So uh, I'm, 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 I would, if I'm betting, I'm going with everything everywhere all at once. Uh, best director. Uh, you have James Cameron for Avatar: The Way of Water. The Daniels for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Baz Luhrmann for Elvis. Martin McDonough for Banshees of Inisherin, and Steven Spielberg for the Fable, the Fablemans. Uh, I would love this to. I would love for this to go to the Daniels. I think it's going to go to Spielberg. Wow, you know, don't count Cameron because uh, that's getting a lot of hype now too with it being a positive reviews and stuff I got coming out about it. Um, uh, like what you said, uh, you know, uh, everything, you know, every, everything everywhere all at once, you know, what, what they did with that whole entire film and then the whole entire like multiverse, you know, uh, really solid film. I don't know. I, I really think I, I really feel, I, I like, I like Larman's uh, Elvis a lot too. Uh, that, that's the only one of these I haven't seen. Oh, and uh, Avatar. Avatar's you, didn't, you didn't see Elvis. Oh I, I missed it. Fuck, so good. Um, I, I guess I, I'm just a sucker for the music movies, the, the artists I really enjoy. Um, I don't know. I don't know where that would go. Man, that's such a. That's I, I love. I love the whole Cameron and, and Spielberg in the same in the same category now. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it feels so very old school. Um, I think I think yeah. it's going. I think it's going Spielberg. I, I think I think he's going to take it. Yeah, I mean it's been a while, man. I mean he hasn't won since uh, what the uh, Saving Private Ryan. Ryan. Ryan yeah, yeah. So you're looking ninety eight, so uh, you know that was the year that was the year of the infamous Shakespeare and Love wedding, and not Saving Private Ryan for yeah. Best Picture. Uh, that and then there was a, usually because it was always usually the director always got the film until yeah. and then they ruined out with Brokeback Mountain uh, with that bullshit crash and, crash. We, and, and then. Uh, what else did they do? They ruined it with um. They ruined it with a bunch of the a lot more in the two thousands. I feel like yeah, like because it, 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 it usually splits. Like hold on, let me take a look. No, because Gravity, Quran uh, or uh, yeah, Quran won for Gravity, but he didn't win Best Picture. But who won that year for Pe- Picture? Uh, so probably just Life, which deserving. Uh, yeah, yeah, but McQueen should have won. I mean, I mean, I think I do think McQueen should have won Best Director, but I mean, I can't knock Gravity because Gravity is fucking. Well, it's beautiful don't get me wrong but you know what i'm saying usually oh, yeah okay so yeah so let's see uh, 2000 uh ridley scott did not win best director well, okay. Gladiator. Two, who who won for that oh that soderbergh won a year for traffic didn't he trap well traffic and also aaron brockovich yeah well he, he had either one but i think traffic won him best director that year, he did he? win for traffic but it, it was basically it was basically for both uh let's see two oh, oh, one uh Ron Howard did win best best director and Beautiful Mind won. So and then O two would be Chicago. Chicago and Chicago took best director. Uh, no, it didn't. Rob Marshall did not win best director for it. Really? Who who won O two? Polanski. Oh, for the PNSS, right? Shit, I forgot about that. So Jackson won 
then yeah, then Jax won the for picture the and director. Did and you, oh, four. You know, oh four. Uh, yeah, because Eastwood did Eastwood did win best director. Oh yes, he did. Yeah, for Million Dollar Baby, absolutely. I forgot he did. You're right. Yeah, and then the bullshit of 05 yeah, was so Fast Crash or Crash Bandit to beat from like what the fuck? How the fuck did Dude, that happen? That's the biggest. Uh, that's the biggest Oscar Sean. Really, it's one of up there because like that it's, was it's that up was there, egregious. Dude. That was uh, to to lose that. I mean, yeah. Okay, that, that, but like like if if you lost to like Good Night and Good Luck or like Munich, like I'd get it. But fucking Crash, like yeah. Uh, and then uh 06 scorsese he did he won scorsese director. did the departed yep uh 07 the cohen's did win best director for no country yeah uh 08 danny boyle did win best director for slumdog boyle for slumdog yep uh 09 uh bigelow did win for bigelow won for her her locker yeah it actually, so happens, more, actually happens more in the 2010s because i mean not 2010 because well, uh but what i'm saying is in the 90s it was like if you looked in the 90s it was like boom 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 braveheart gibson Zemeckis, Forrest, you know what I mean? It was boom, 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 boom. Uh, holy crap, you're right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I always holy thought crap, that. you're right. Yeah, so to me, like, I, I thought... Uh, like, I, like, I think that, did, yeah, did, it, did, every, did, did it ever split in the 90s? 98, uh, that's the only one. 98, though, man, because, yeah, because uh, men is one for uh, American Beauty in 99. Yeah, wow, that's, 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 it's kind of crazy. It's the only year it didn't split. But what I'm saying is it was almost a and, and that's the thing that I because I've watched the Oscars for so long that I, I, I know that, you know what I mean? You kind of know the routine or the or the or the pattern. Mm-hmm. And it was always and I remember that shocker. I remember like, oh, yeah, you know, they had just won Saving Private Ryan. I'm like Saving Private Ryan's going to win Best Picture. And then they go Shakespeare in Love. I'm like, holy shit. Like, I'm, that was crazy. I remember watching that. And, um, you know, it's hard to be 25 years next year. Sure. But um. Yeah, and then I, I noticed it happened a lot more in the 2010s, though. Like, in 2000s, it happened a couple times, but now, like, even, like, in the 2010s, it happened a lot more. It's a lot more unpredictable. Yeah. I remember moving on to the actual nominations. Uh, Best Supporting Actress. I have Angela Bass for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Carrie Condon for Banshee, Vinna Sharon, Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Donnie DeLeon for Triangle of Sadness, and uh, Carrie Mulligan for She Said. Uh, the only one of these I haven't seen is she's, uh, Triangle of Sadness. I missed that one. Carrie Mulligan was fantastic, she said, though. She was really good, and she said. I, would really admit, good. I think it's going to be Angela Bassett, honestly. I still haven't seen Black Panther yet. She acts her ass off in that movie. Yeah, I definitely want to see it. I mean, what happens is when you get multiple releases out in a, in a week, it, like I get so buried behind, you know what I mean? So I can only see movies so many days with my scheduled work, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just kind of hard. Uh, best supporting actor: yeah, Brendan Gleeson for Bat for Banshees of Inisherin, Barry Keoghan also for Banshees of Inisherin, Brad Pitt for Babylon, Kehu Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Eddie Redmayne for The Good Nurse, which is like the most which is the most random ass nomination. Yeah, Netflix film too. Yeah, uh, I think it's definitely going Kehu Kwan. Okay. And, yeah, that, I would. It's, yeah. it's, it's either Kehu Kwan or Brad Pitt. Yeah, and I, I haven't seen Babylon. I've, I've seen everything. Well, no, no, but nobody's seen Babylon. Babylon's not out yet, so yeah, can't see it yet. Uh yeah, it's one. It's uh, it's, I think it's definitely gonna go on one of those two. Uh, best supporting, uh, best actress, musical or comedy. You have Leslie Manville for Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, Margot Robbie for Babylon, Anya Taylor Joy for The Menu, Emma Thompson for Good Luck to You, Leo Grand, and Michelle Yao for Everything Everywhere All at Once. This is definitely going out of Michelle Yao and Margot Robbie. I'm leaning towards Michelle Yao. 
Yao for sure. Um, I thought Anna Taylor Joy was good in the menu. I don't think really I would. I don't think I would have nominated. I don't think I would have nominated. You know what I mean? I, it, was a, it was a fucking great movie though, by the way. Um, and who else was nominated? Margaret Robbie was nominated. Margaret Robbie from ba- Babylon. Oh yeah, no. And I did like uh, Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. That was a really cute movie. Oh, you saw that one? I, I did. I did. I did see that movie. Mm-hmm. I liked it. It was re- really really cute film. Yeah. Uh, best supporting actor, uh, musical comedy. Of Diego, Diego Calva for Babylon. Daniel Craig for Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery. Adam Driver for White Noise. Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Inisherin, and Ray Fiennes for The Menu. I think it's going probably Colin Farrell. Yeah, I I hope I always like Colin Farrell, but totally uh, our most under decorated uh, actor out there, uh, Ray, Ray Fiennes. I, I like sure, Ray, Ray Fines, but Ray Fines is fucking l- awesome in the menu. Would love to see him uh, win because of the fact that he he should have an Oscar by now. He should. The, like, Ray the fact that yeah, no, like, you're right though. Like he is one of our most under under decorated actors. Like not decorated. Like I, it's it's, a, it's absolutely amazing. Like uh, he was fucking lights out in English Patient. How he didn't get an Oscar? I mean, he got a nomination, but how he didn't get one? He's really great in the Reader Schindler, Schindler's, Schindler's List. list. I mean, it goes on and on. The guy is a fucking stud. Uh, he's just a very underappreciated actor that we have. Um, yeah. It just, yeah, needs the hardware. But this is definitely going Colin Farrell. I, I would like to see Ray Fine. I think it's, I think it's pretty love Colin Farrell. I'd totally be cool with that. Uh, best actress uh, drama. Kate Blanchett for Tar. Olivia Colm for Empire of Light. Viola Davis for The Woman King. Anna Darmus for Blonde. And Michelle Williams for The Fablemans. Best actress this year is going to be fucking stacked. And Speaking I think of it's going Kate Blanchett, dude, Blanchett and Tar, man. When I told you when I went out of that movie, oh, she oh. she is fucking <laughs> phenomenal in Tar. She is the fucking probably the best actress working right now. Period. Oh, hundred percent. She is fucking fantastic in everything she does. Um, you know, I, I she just she's just great. She's great in anything. Um. Yeah, I would. I would definitely go her. Um, I, I saw. I made it halfway through. I think Blonde. I did never. Not never got to finish that. I've heard it's like not great. I watched the first like like I I don't know like the first hour of it. I just I don't think I got. Just, it was just too long, and I just I started late at night, and I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Uh, yeah, that's one I need to I need to you know sit down and subject myself to. But I think it is going to Kate Blanchett or Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams is also fantastic in the Table She's another one, another one of our best working actresses. Um, Olivia Coleman, I, I heard. I mean, from the trailer, she looks like she delivers a fucking knockout, though. Yeah, again, like I said, best actress year is going to be stacked. We'll, we'll uh, see what happens. Actor in a drama: you have Austin Butler for Elvis, Brendan Fraser in The Whale, Hugh Jackman for The Sun, Bill Nye for Living, and Jeremy Pope for The Inspection, which is the, the most shocking nomination I for The Inspection. Saw. Yeah, uh, I think this is going. I think it's going to Austin Butler. I'd like to see him or uh, Fraser get it. Well, the thing is, like, if, like if Fraser's not going to be there, so if he wins, oh. he's, he's not going to be there to collect. Yeah, true. You know, I don't know who I'd, who I'd like to see. Top, fucking Tom Cruise for Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> and I, The Sun, that was really disappointing too because I've heard like not so great reviews about it. Yeah, I've heard it, it's like it, not. I've heard it's like really like not great. And I'm pissed because that trailer so, sold me something different. Yep. Uh, I was ready for The Father Part 2 and looks like we are not getting that. So things like best actors this year is like a, a crop of actors like mediocre movies because like none of yeah. them are getting like really great reviews. Yeah. 
so I think Colin's like Colin Farrell is like the like the best shot to win the Oscar, I think, right now. Because like it's it's really tough. Yeah. Uh best uh picture musical or comedy have uh Babylon, the Banshees of Sharon, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Glass Onion and I that Mystery and Triangle of Sadness. Uh I've seen three. Again, I miss Triangle Sadness, Babylon's not out yeah. yet. Triangle Sadness is on Prime, the rent. Oh, is it really? Oh, it's a rent. Yeah, yeah. You- yeah, uh, I think that between all these, I think it's going to go to everything everywhere all at once. I mean, that, that's a lot of the hype, but I mean, I, I don't know. Fableman's been getting such really good reviews too, no, so wait, I don't this, know. This, 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 Fableman isn't in this category. Oh, Fableman isn't in for Best Picture. No, well, not, musical or comedy. It's, 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 it's uh, a never mind, never mind, never mind. Um, yeah, everything everywhere should probably, yeah. Uh, uh, drama, yeah, Avatar, The Way of Water, Elvis, Fableman's okay. Tar, and Top Gun Maverick. Tar's so good though. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, if I had my choice, I would go Top Gun Maverick, but it's gonna go Fableman's. Uh, from what I hear, I mean, I I don't know. Again, I'm gonna have to watch all these other ones. Yeah, again, I I, I need I need to watch. I I really need to watch. I might do that. I might do that tonight. Actually, I need to watch Elvis and Avatar is just coming out this week. So Avatar, I'm gonna try to go see. Uh, I'm trying to maybe see maybe Friday night Friday oh I don't know Friday night or uh, or Sunday maybe Sunday night uh, I'm postponing on that because like you ever, you ever heard of Screen X Screen X yeah. uh, is it the, how you can watch it Yeah hold on let me, let me send you a picture of this Yeah it's this thing where like they have like these projectors where they go like all around like, oh, whole, like holy. A panoramic thing so almost like it's like a it's like a IMAX on crack. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there's there's a theater like this in my hometown, and I kinda want to go see Avatar like that. Most because like if if the experience if like parents of watching me like that sucks, then it's Avatar. I don't care. But if it makes me better, I might like Avatar more. I mean, I, I can see from what I hear about the experience of it just in a regular 3D theater and people talking how they're talking about it, like seeing it now would be like life altering. <laughs> Maybe. Might actually give me like Avatar, but you know, we'll we'll see. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's going to do it for Notorious News. Now move on to our movie of the week. This is It's a Wonderful Life. So I thought this was the, I thought this would have been the oldest movie we've ever reviewed. It's not. It's like the second oldest we've ever reviewed because yeah. the Wolfman, the Wolfman sold that title. And then yeah, Wolfman, no, yeah. it's Wolfman, Double Indemnity, and then this. Uh, this is, uh, but you, you, did, you did point out, this is our 26th film on the ID.250 we reviewed. Like I said, I briefly counted through our, our reviews. Um, and if that is the case, it's like 10% of the IMDb top 250. Kind of what I was looking through. I, yeah. I, I could be completely wrong. Um, that's kind of where I got to just scrolling through um, the IMDb 250. Because I know um, from what we, you know, from what we watched or whatever, or what we reviewed. Yeah, but anyways, uh, it was also our first Frank Capra film we're looking at. Yeah. Uh, one of the great classic directors of this time. Uh, it's adapted from the story, uh, the short story and book with the greatest gift. Uh, and yeah, it has become a, it's become one of the staples of Christmas time. Like it's one yeah. of the, when you think of like classic Christmas, classic Christmas movie, this is one of the ones that you're going to think of first. Uh, so yeah, what is it about this film that makes it such an icon, not just in Christmas movies, but in movies in general? Well, we are going to get into all of that. This is It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, so we open up on this town, Bedford Falls, and we see that everybody in the, in the town is praying for, 
praying for the well-being of this one dude. Uh, so so God hears is just like, all right, all right, me, damn it, we gotta fix this. Clarence, get over here. Uh, and I I do like the way that the way it's shown. Like they go they go to space. And you see like these like through like three like star type thing. And there's all just like talking, like blinking and talking. And he's like a little, 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 yeah. little star moving. It's like, hey, what's up? What's what's, what's up, guy? What am I doing? All right, look, I need I need you. I need you to come and fix this. You want to earn your wings? Here's what you got to do. And again, I knew the premise of this movie, but what, what I was shocked the first time I watched it, I'm shocked how much buildup we get to get to that, to get to, you know, what you know the movie's about. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, we see that we spend a lot of time learning about this dude and his life. The, the, our main character, uh, George Bailey, we literally, uh, we meet him as a kid. Uh, we see that uh, he's a guy who... Well, first of all, this movie does a great job establishing character because, like, right from the jump, you know exactly what this dude George is about. Yeah, and how he and how and how he go and how he goes about it. He's someone who is willing to throw himself under a bus if it'll help somebody else. Yeah, like, for example, you see this first scene where uh, his they're you know they're doing like shovel like shovel slides, and then his brother slides across the ice and he falls in. Yeah, and, he and immediately goes in after him. Yeah, and uh, because of that. Uh, he becomes deaf. He gets an infection. Becomes deaf in one ear. Yeah, I believe it's his left ear. Yeah, something like something like that. Uh, but yeah, you know, he he's, he's a well liked kid. He work he works at the he works at the pharmacy. Uh, he uh his uh boss, Mister Gower. Uh, he's in a bit of distress because he just lost his son. Yeah, and so this is where George kind of saves the day here. Yeah, uh, he uh, sees that he was going to accidentally give this kid a buy a vial of bad medicine. Yeah, basically poison. Virtually <laughs> hits, hits the shit out of him before he. Yeah, it's like, dude, it's like, what the fuck, what the fuck did you do? Why are you doing this? It's like yeah. you were gonna poison this kid, man. I'm sorry. And then he realized, like, <laughs> saved you. Oh, shit. If you... I'm, 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 so, I'm sorry. Just, just, just come give me a hug. <laughs> yeah, I saved you from being a town drunk. Yeah. You'll thank me. <laughs> yeah, his dad also runs the banking town, run by, or not that, it's not run by him, but like he's also at odds with uh, Mr. Potter, played by, I believe it's Lionel Barrymore. It is Lionel yeah, Barrymore. Drew Barrymore's uh, grandfather. Gra- grandfather, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Barrymore's been acting in Hollywood for like forever. Probably the biggest asshole in a Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get to that later. <laughs> we'll talk about it later, though. Uh, but yeah, so, anyways. We flash forward to the to the future to the future, and we see uh, Hen- uh sorry, I almost said Henry, uh, George as a eighteen uh, year old, but uh, or sorry, twenty the twenty eighteen teenager. Point is, no, he's not, and he's played by Jimmy Stewart. He looks like he's in his forties. Let's yes, call like, it what it is. Which uh, I mean, Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart was forty years old for like sixty years. Yeah, but he looked the same. All yeah, he looked the same forever. And yeah, this is our first opportunity to talk about Jimmy Stewart because we, we, we don't yeah. movies. He is regarded as one of like the greatest actors of his generation, and yeah, you probably see why. Like he has this like kind of like this wholesome quality, but also like this thing where like he could have he he has this wholesome quality. He doesn't look like a typical movie star. Yeah, but he also had this ability to have like great emotional depth. Yeah, by by what he can convey, I mean, you could feel his words. Like, and I, I think that's where Jimmy Stewart really succeeded as an uh, actor. Um, just just his 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 face in some of the scenes. Um, it just uh, he's just he, you, you could see why this guy w- was in a class of his own. You know. 
absolutely like he was he was one of the greatest actors of his gener- of, of of his time yeah and like and the thing like no matter what he was doing he you just like so sincerely believed in whatever he was doing and and you and, and you're behind his character whatever this guy's going through you kind of want to hope that you know he remedies it he fixes it and um you know everything goes perfect or goes well you know what i mean yeah uh, but anyways, you see that yeah, he is uh, gearing up to go on a big trip to Europe. Uh, he's he's get he has, you know, he's always wanted to see the world. He wants to get out of his town, but he like you know what? I'm gonna go and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to this one dance. I'm not sure if it's like a college or a high school dance, but I feel like it's high school. I think it's a high school dance. <laughs> he's very clearly not in high school. Yeah, not um, and it's not the enchantment under the sea one, so he's it's okay. Not. Um, uh, he, he yeah he go, he goes to his dance to have like one last night of fun, uh. But then he meets someone who he's known for very long. Re meets someone who's known for a very long time. Uh, Mary, played by Donna Reed. Yeah. Uh, they, they we she was in a, a very brief scene earlier where they where they were kids. Uh, some other dude's trying to hit up on her and he's like, and but she you know she she's got it bad for George Bailey. Uh, but it, I don't know I don't know how this how this happens, but. Uh, apparently in the 40s it was commonplace to have a pool under the gymnasium yeah and it was also commonplace to not know that the floor was moving when you were yeah, dancing right? yeah so, they, so yeah uh, the dude who's trying to hit up on mary just like you know the mother, motherfucking george bailey i'm gonna kill him i'm gonna kill that son of a bitch mm-hmm. like okay you know what uh it just so happened that the uh pool switch is right here and i have the key so yeah. then man so, yeah he he undoes he undoes the pool they don't feel it they don't feel it, and on top of it, they're like right on the edge of it, where you think you could feel that. Yeah, uh, and so you know, but you know what? Everyone has fun. They all just because the pool party. It's nice and it's fun. You know, everyone's having a grand old time. Uh, George and uh, he, George decides to take Mary home. I do like the scene where like she loses she loses her robe. And he's yeah. like, trying to hold her hostage in the bush. She's in the bushes. He has the robe. He's like, "Oh, you can come out and get it." You know, what I, like, what do I do? Being a typical well, guy, yeah, this, like this, this is, is what establishes like their kind of like the relationship. And like the two of them have very have really great chemistry. Oh yeah, throughout the whole entire film, and we're going to talk about it, you know, again and again. But yeah, you definitely can see that there is genuine uh, connection there. There's genuine. Uh, just you get you feel the vibes of, of of the characters. You know something else I love is like this this, this town. The town the town in, in this film is, is like a character in and of itself. Did you notice? I don't know if I'm speaking ahead though. Did you notice Bert and Ernie were because of the Sesame Street that that my wife said that the characters Bert and Ernie were based on Bert and Ernie in this in this movie. Oh yeah, I I, I think I remember hearing about that. That's yeah, that's but. But she pulled that out. I'm like, oh, I, I just want to throw that out there, though. His two buddies, Bert and Ernie, um, that's how they named Bert and Ernie in Sesame Street. Yeah. Uh, well, any, uh, anyways, uh, he's still messing with Mary, but then he uh, is found by uh, law enforcement. There's something, there's something wrong with it. Something wrong with his dad. Yeah. And yeah, uh, he, 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 go, he goes out to figure what's out and he puts it together very quickly that his dad passed away. Yeah. So I read, uh, yeah, he he had a stroke. He had a stroke and he passed away. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, George, rather than going to Europe, decides to stay and try and take care of everything. Uh, and again, yeah, he has to deal with Mister with uh Mister Potter, who desperately want, who desperately wants to own this bank. Yeah, he's pretty much like uh, 
the point of Monopoly, the game. He wants to own pretty much everything. Yeah. Um, and you can tell how. And the thing is, like, we you see the impact that George's dad had on because, like, George's dad helps a lot of people who like would never get a loan anywhere. Helps yeah. them to like lift them out of poverty, and it's and it's really worked out for the business. But Potter hates that. But Potter hates it because it kind of it, because it gets him out of you know puts him into good homes rather than the shacks, and then going to charge him double for those. Yeah, so he's losing out money by ripping these people off. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, George kind of just establishes everything. He's like, okay, you know, I'm good now. Like, and he's 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 ready. He gave a trip to Europe, but now he's got to leave for school. Only problem is, uh, the board agreed to not sell to Potter on the condition that George runs it instead. Yeah. So this uh, this. Uh... What is it? It could be a series of unfortunate events throughout this film. Um, always reminds me, and just it's just the vibe that it got, gave me. Um, is I think of uh, Up when they're saving money for uh, oh trip. yeah for for Paradise Falls and like things and keep happening. Things life happens, and you never get to do what you want to do. And I, I you just feel so sympathetic towards George's character. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you you, you do. So he decides to not go to school, and he gives his brother the money he had been saving. To send him to college, so he's he's foregoing the their uh, the trip to Europe to so that his that his uh, brother could go to school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, his brother go his brother goes off. He returns four years later. He's married now. Yeah, didn't tell anybody, but seems to be uh, pretty pretty successful. He does. Yeah, he's got, he's got a great job offer out of college. So yeah, things are going pretty well for him. Uh, also, back from school is uh, Mary Hatch. But thing is, Mary Hatch uh, kind of got somebody. So George is just like, oh, I don't know. Should I? Should I go over? Maybe. I don't know. Well, I'll I'll stop by. See see what's uh, see what's happening over here. <laughs> he just need a little nudge from his mom. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Thanks for the encouragement, mom. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he goes over, and yeah, you 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 feel like if you you really feel like they've both grown as characters because like you know George had to. George basically had to step up big time in his hometown while Mary got to go off and live her life, which is what George wanted to do. George never got to, yeah. George never got to. But you feel just how different they are, but like those never changed their connection. Yeah. Uh, but you could definitely tell that he's he definitely holds it. He 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 uh how do I how do I put it? He kind of he he does um how he views her differently because he he like not idolizing it, but like yearns for what she did what she was able to do do you know what yeah. i mean he wished he could have done that but he had to um i mean he had to step up and live life but that wasn't how he wanted to do it you know what i mean um yeah yeah but anyway the two, the two, the two of them realize like yeah like we're, we're we're it for each other uh and then they get married rather quickly yeah uh they have money to go they're getting ready to go off on their honeymoon but uh, what's the mother of all coincidences i think this would be the uh, trickle effect that would start is, is, the... is, is, is this our how convenient moment of the film i mean this whole situation sets up everything else i mean I, it does i mean yeah uh but yeah so uh apparently they're, they're right that they're about to leave their honeymoon there is a giant run on the bank happening yeah uh, which basically when uh, a lot of people are, go are going to pull out all their money at once. If they did that, uh, the, the bank is going. The bank will effectively close and they are going to lose everything. 
Yeah. Now Potter is just like, oh yeah, here's a big running on the bank happening. Uh, I'll give you fifty cents on the fifty cents on the dollar for your shares. Just like, so yeah. So basically, everything that you have, you're losing half of it to him. Yeah, that's and it just just shows you how sinister of a character this guy is. Yeah. So basically, they ha- they have to try and hang on t- hang on to the money they have. They can't they can't let people pull out their money because that's that's all that's all they have. Yeah. But they have to can keep that to keep that until six o'clock that night. So yeah, they're in a really big predicament. They're just like, what the hell do we do? So Mary gets the bright idea of giving up their honeymoon money in order to help tie over the people, the people of the town. Again, the whole up scenario. I just, I'm, I'm just constantly reminded by that. Um, you know what I mean? Just life happens and you have to part with what you, I mean, it just, it just sucks. It just really does. It just sucks. You just feel for the character through this whole entire film when all this stuff, you know what I mean? Would just, just when you think you're, you made it, you know? No, yeah, absolutely. But like, yeah, like it's just, it's just the set, just the sacrifices George is willing to make to hold on to what, to what his father built, and like, essentially, like, what is his dad's legacy? But respects that and wants that to be something that everybody can be proud of. You know what I mean? Um, uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they they get they get their hunt their honeymoon and. They end. They get their money for the honeymoon just to help pay off pay off people of the bank, just to hold them over until the until the bank reopens. Get them. They get you know whatever cash they're gonna have, whatever cash they're gonna have come in. Uh, but you know they were still out of the honeymoon, so you know Bert and Ernie, you know uh, the cop and uh, the cab driver, uh, decide to you know make decide to give them a honeymoon at home. You know they put up like they put up like signs the places they wanted to go. They make him a really nice dinner. They serenade him. It's, it's, it's really sweet. In the house that we should say that the beginning of the film, um, they both throw stones into yeah. uh, and make a wish. Um, yeah, the whole thing is like you, you make a way, you, you throw a rock, try to hit the glass, and if you hit break glass, you get to make a wish. You get to make a wish, yeah, so. Yeah, so uh, flash forward to the future. George, uh, I mean, things are going pretty well for, you know, George and everybody else. Uh, you know he's he's doing a lot to let people out of, let people out of poverty. Uh, you know he gives like really great family like a, a nice home that they can afford. Get them yeah you know, get them out of the place that Potter was was holding him in. Yeah. Uh, but he's still at odds with the bank. <laughs> the thing is, they uh, the bank just really wants that property. And like I said, Potter is a greedy fucking asshole. Again, I mean it just just shows you that he put the foot on the accelerator man um this guy is like the worst person to play monopoly with this guy wants to own everything and does not care who he has to uh steal from or hurt or do anything or step on to get to that and he's just very cutthroat and ruthless and you can see why this guy is such uh, just a despised character he actually yeah he actually offers uh, bailey a job for twenty five thousand a year which would, change, would be a life-changing money for him obviously it would but it, he, he's only doing that because he just opened a whole area of low-income housing uh, that he would effectively close. He's like, no. Now, here's oh. things get really bad. Uh, war, uh, a certain uh, little Austrian boy comes into power <laughs> and World War II happens. Hmm. Uh, George is ineligible for service because of his ear, uh, because he's, because he's part, partially deaf. Uh, but his, his uh, brother Harry goes off, and he actually is awarded the Medal of Honor. Yeah, for preventing a kamikaze he, attack on his transport. 
Yeah, so he's a, he's a hometown hero now. Uh, yeah, so, again, things are going really well, but this is where things really start take a turn for the worse. Uh, George's Uncle Billy, uh, he gives him $8,000 to, you know, just hang on to hang on to. Again, this is a massive, massive chunk of the, bo- of the bank's funds. Could this be the what the the moment of the of the movie too? Is 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 this the half movie moment? I think this might be actually. How do you not know? Like, but how do you not know this situation? Lose. I forget where you placed this. That's what I'm thinking. And on top of it, it's like you knew the last interaction you had before you did this. Yeah, he crumbles it up in a newspaper. He shows he shows to Potter, and Potter just like takes it from him. Not knowing that there's a that there is a wad of there's a stack of eight hundred, eight sorry eight thousand dollars in it. Keep yeah. in mind, this is nineteen forty six. That's the equivalent. He loses it. This this that's the equivalent of today losing a hundred twenty two thousand dollars. Yeah, let's put it like this. Uh, I'm gonna know where that money's at. Yeah, like I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know where this money is. Yeah, or if like you know even the re- retracing the steps, like the last time you physically had it, you were handing him a newspaper. Like, yeah, that's who got your money. Uh, yeah. So Potter, yeah, Potter realizes he's got the bank's money and he decides to keep it. But bitch. yeah, uh, George finds out Billy has no idea where the money is. He's rightfully pissed off. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that's his whole entire that's his life. That's other people's lives. That's like a series of like, you know, it's a, um, you know, it's, a whole domino effect of shit that has to happen that can happen now, you know? Yeah. And uh, George is rightfully pretty devastated because not only could this, could this close the bank, he might go to jail. Yeah. And everything that he's worked for their dream house that they have, you know, everything, everything just might go down the tube. And it's all because of Billy. Yep. Like uh, we, we go, he's, he's, he's home. He's home with his kids. He's trying to enjoy himself, but he's just like so irritable about everything. He looks like he's in bad shape. Well, you could just tell, man. I mean, you know the whole, but you feel it. You feel the strife. You feel the the weight on his shoulders that that he's wrestling with, man. How much this impacts his whole entire life and and other people's and you know his family. I do like I do like the scene where he's talking to that, that woman that woman on the phone. And oh, the like teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, the daughter's sick because she sent her home, like, not properly dressed or whatever, and she got a cold. So, like, he's on the phone, and he's he's pretty much, like, saying what a bad teacher she is. And then her husband gets on the phone, and he goes, well, I just wanted you to let you, let you know how awful your wife is, blah, blah, blah. Which is funny, because this comes up later on. I think it's kind of funny how they tie that in. Yeah. But anyways, like, yeah, so, like, like George is, like, really out of options. So, he goes to the only place... He, you know, he's desperate when he's going to Potter for help. Yeah. And he's like, look, I will, like, look, I will give you anything. Like, he has life insurance policy on him. That's where we get the, the, the line where it's, it's like, you're worth, you're worth more dead than alive. Yeah, because his policy is uh, 10000 but I think it's only $500. Uh, it's, I think it's like 500 He has natural causes, but like, if, like, if he, like, kills him, if, like, something, if something happens to him, then yeah. 10000 10000 So he's worth more dead than alive. Yeah. So yeah, he is like really trying to figure out what the hell to do. Like he goes to a bar. Again, coincidentally, the husband and the, the woman, the woman he yelled at on the phone. Which is great because gets, uh, gets punched for it. Gets the shit kicked out of him, crashes his car. And you know, he's like, you know what? 
I'm at the end of my rope. If at least at least if I die, at least if I at least if I die, my family will have something. Yeah. So he's at a bridge and he is thinking about jumping. That's when divine intervention comes in, and we mean that literally. Uh, the Clarence, the guy who uh, who's been watching George's life play out, he's on the bridge and he decides to jump off. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, hey, help me. And yes, George being the guy he is, he jumps off. He jumps off to help him. Uh, he, he jumps off, helps him out. And then they're taken in by whoever the hell is running the bridge. Yeah, this, they take again, him into like meet, a little yeah. room or whatever. Yeah. And this is where he meets uh, Clarence, played by Henry Travers, who, com- who again comes in like an hour and a half into the movie. Yeah. Like completely almost, yeah. steals the movie when he's on screen. Oh, crushes him, man. He is literally like, you know, he steals every line that he says. You realize, like, his whole intention here is to help George change his ways, help him see that, you know, he is he is valued. And um, this is almost like a Christmas Carol type setup, too. Oh, yeah, the, so, the story is very yeah, about Christmas Carol, which which you kind of can tell. But um, this is obviously that. What you obviously know from the beginning of the film, this is obviously going to set up to see where if Clarence gets his wings or not because of this, if he, if he can help save Clarence yeah. or not, you know? That's the thing. Like, or, he, he, sorry, save, uh, sorry, George. Uh, George. Yeah, Clarence is an, is an angel, second class. He's not earned his wings yet. This is, his ta- this is the task he has to do in order yeah. to earn them. He has to prevent George Bailey from killing himself. And like, yeah, he's, he just feels like he's like so on another plane than everybody else. I mean, you feel the angelic from him. Like you, you get do. that, you get the warm vibe from him. Um, even like how cute he is at the bar when they go, um, and he's like, like, like almost like, you know, trying to do these like funny drinks. You know what I mean? Like these like like kiddish drinks or something. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he has this. He has this like naivete wisdom to him that is just yeah. Again, it just feels very angelic when he's on screen. But yeah, like he he comes in like towards the end of the movie but he steals every single scene he's in yeah for sure he's so fantastic but yeah he's talking to me it's like look george I, again your life is not as bad as you think it is but like george is like no you know what like everyone would be off without me and it's like I, i'm like he says the words i wish i was never born i'm just like all right <laughs> all right i guess i got something for you so yeah he <laughs> decides to form a world where george was never born decides to show him what what, what happened and yeah, this is what I knew this movie was about. I didn't know this was only like the last forty minutes. Yeah, yeah, no, I um, I didn't either. Like, I knew like the, a little bit of the movie. I never knew the whole, uh, you know, the whole entire plot of the film and stuff like that. But yeah, I think that what works about this movie the fact that because you spent so much time establishing the character of George and his life. It has the much greater contrast when you see what things would have been different had he not been there. And and I think it's more, I mean, obviously to add more oomph to the film, you have to have that, you have to have that character build up. I mean, exactly. or if not, you don't care, you don't care about the chain of events that happened if George wasn't born. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like things and like things are like so incredibly different now that he's not here. Like, first of all, his place is this place isn't it's not Bedford Falls anymore, it's Pottersville. Yeah. Uh, the bar. Uh, the he goes to uh, he goes to the bar he was at earlier. I think it's like a it was, was Martinis. 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 Yeah. Uh, no. that's not it's not that anymore. 
The bartender is, it, is an absolute asshole. Is it a Nick's? Nick's. Yes, it is. It's, it's, it's Nick's after. Yeah. Uh, and Nick's a Nick's a fucking dick. Yeah, and they're like best for like he was like friends with these guys, but now obviously knows that and again. As Clarence has to remind him, this is like you, you're not born, so these people don't know you. And like, yeah, this, well, this movie does we kind of talk about it earlier. That, that was like a great, a great ripple effect. Like yeah. Gower was arrested for for and spent twenty years in prison for for accidentally poisoning his kid. Why? Yeah. Because George was not there to catch the mistake. So obviously the mistake happened and now it's sad because you see this guy now is a town drunk who people just kind of make fun of. So his whole entire life was ruined just because of the fact that George wasn't there as a kid to save him. You know what I mean? This is where you start to get your eyes open to how important George really is in this film and in, 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 in life. Yeah. And we see like just how, just how badly this town's been fucked over because of Potter. Oh, just I mean, like it's all like it, nightclubs and dance clubs. Like it's li- it's literally it reminds me of um, like when they talked about like New York City before Times Square, like when Times Square was oh, like yeah. first around or whatever, yeah. and how awful it was. It was all like strip clubs, and it wasn't like the not I'm not saying it's a family wholesome place now, but it's a lot better there than it used to be. But yeah, it's it's just all very just unsafe, uh, just unsafe living. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's there's crime everywhere. People getting arrested on every corner. People getting arrested on the daily. He's like, "Hey, look, Ernie, help me. Take me, take me home." It's just <laughs> and Ernie's just like, "Hey, yo, uh, the fuck." Uh, yeah, he, he told Bert the cop. He's just like, "Uh, yo, uh, I don't trust this. Something, something's up with this dude. I don't trust he, it. I, I need yeah. you. I need you to go follow me. I need yeah, help." He, he looked at him like, "Uh, he's dude, Cray." Yeah, so uh, he go he goes to the house, which yeah, because he was not around, was not bought, and is still is still that just dust just busted down piece of crap. Yep. Uh, <laughs> they see that uh, he almost gets arrested by by Bert, for no reason, by the way. Like, there's no reason to arrest this dude. No. Uh, nearly nearly arrest Clarence, but he just, he's like, who's out of there? He goes. He goes to see his mom. His mom's running like uh like a uh boarding house for kids. Yeah. yeah. And the reason is because he goes he goes and finds out that his brother uh died on the lake that day. Be- why? Because he wasn't there to save him. Yeah. So again, the ripple effect that you start to see um without, you know, George's presence. Yeah. Uh, but you know, the worst of it is probably Mary. Like Mary is in this timeline is fucking miserable depressing man like she, she she's an old maid she's unmarried she's standoffish like she's just she doesn't feel remote like the same character she works at a library so you know sometimes those librarians are grumpy yeah um yeah it's, it's like her life went super depressing like she didn't really get to live a quality of life because there and wasn't george there to, yeah exactly because like like part of her was never born yeah, part of her, like like the other half, the other, like her other half never existed. So that never sparked that other half to like turn on, and um, yeah, yeah. So after seeing all this, is just like okay, yeah, I fucked up. I want to live again. Just please let me live again. Uh, so yeah, and like by the way, the the, the cops have chased chase him out of the bar, and the cops just goes up, chasing down to the bridge. He goes up to me, just like, "Hey, yo, George, what's going on?" But he's like, "Say with me, like, you call me George? Yeah, I'm looking for you all night." 
so yeah, we put together that he is back in his own timeline and I'm bleeding. <laughs> I'm not bleeding. Oh, no, I my mouth, my mouth, my mouth's bleeding. My mouth's bleeding. And then like this, this I love I love this scene right here where he just goes and like just runs just so gleefully through his main the main street of his town. Yeah, where like other people are just, you know, could be living very down. Like he's so thankful in that moment that he has realized the important things all along were the things that he had. He just needed to be reminded of it by not having them for. Well, I mean, for the, the whole thing, like, you, you don't know what you got until it's gone. Yeah, I mean, it's that old adage of that, and I think that really opened his eyes up to, hey, you know, I don't have it as bad as I think I do. You know what I mean? And somehow we'll get through this. We'll get through this um, strife that we're going through. Yeah, so he goes back home. He sees the, the people who Potter called, the, the the authority Potter called her there. He's just like, I'm going to jail. It's fucking great. Like, kids, yeah. I love y'all so much. Uh, he, he sees Mary. I, I love this. I, I love the scene where they're all reuniting. And then, as a really great gesture, we find out that well, this whole time he's been gone, Mary has been out trying to collect funds to replace the eight thousand he lost. And everybody in town comes to bat for this dude. If you don't fucking tear up when you start seeing the money going in and realizing here that yeah, everything that he has worked for and who he has worked for, they come to him. At a time when he is at his lowest, if that doesn't get you, man, oh, yeah, just, like everybody—they're giving, giving up trips, they're giving up money they've saved forever. The black, yeah. the, the the only black person in the movie, the maid, <laughs> yeah, back just... to give money. <laughs> uh, we thought she she calls uh, her uh, Mary calls like the guy she's messing with in college. She he agrees to give like twenty five thousand dollars. That was the guy that she, that remember when Potter said. Oh, why didn't you ask such and such? That was because that guy was out of town or something like that. Yeah, that was the guy who ended up giving them that money. But here's the, here's my thing: George probably just kept the money that he gave him, and I would have given back all that money to those guys. Yeah, that's 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 that's, that's, that's what I would have done too. But that's kind of how I assume. It, but know? yeah, but like you said, like if you like this scene, like puts the biggest smile on your face. And I remember, like, I was talking to somebody. Describe this because because she never seen it. Like I was describing this movie, just like that sounds like like that like that sounds really sad. I'm like it is, but trust me, it is all build up. It's a great sad man. Yeah, like it like it's it's very sad, but like the ending of this film fills you up with just so much joy in its place. I'm not comparing the movies, but it's almost like when Rudy, like when the guys are putting their jerseys on the the coach's desk. Uh, you know what I mean? They're they're yeah. and then they start to chant, man, and they start chanting. And he looks, he looks at the coach, and he like he 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 makes that motion to put him in, and he comes in. That moment doesn't if that like those are the moments in the movies where it hits you, man. You know what I mean? That yeah. emotion and and the feels. Um, yeah, it's just it's you can't you can't explain it. It's just you're so overwhelmed with emotion when you're watching that scene. Absolutely. And then the top, and then just to put the put the cherry on top of the scene. We hear a bell ringing, and they establish yep. in the movie that every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. And then so, now yeah, we that, know, yeah, that is your style. That is the way you find out that Clarence did get his wings in the end. And it's and it's just fantastic. Obviously, the movie that you heard in the background of Christmas Vacation was the ending of It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. So and yeah, that's where the movie ends. Uh, so yeah, Russell, this is only like your second time watching it. So uh, final thoughts. Yeah, I mean, it's just I, there's a reason it's a classic. There's a reason why it blew up on the votes. I mean, like, there's really nothing, nothing wrong with this film. It's a perfect movie. Um, 
having only seen it twice, it is something I'm trying, like, obviously more, like, I don't know why we didn't watch it last year. Um, I think it's because I, because oh, I, I, we actually, we weren't sick with COVID. That's why, because 2020 we were, and that was when we watched a ton of Christmas movies, but try to put in a repertoire of Christmas, you know, watching all the time, like I do with, you know, planes, trains during Thanksgiving. Um, this is just a movie you have to revisit every Christmas. Um, there is, uh, there are good people out there. There is hope in humanity. Um, get all the feels for it, man. Jimmy Stewart's fantastic in this film. Um, him and Mary have a you know perfect chemistry in this. Clarence, like we said, when he uh, comes front and center, you get that angelic vibe uh, from him. Capper directs his film perfectly. There's no wasted time in it. Everything comes back and ties itself together. Um, yeah, it's just a perfect. It's just a perfect film. It's just a really perfect film. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I adore, I adore. It. I think it, it kind of grows on me more I watch. I've seen, I've seen it a bunch. And yeah, yeah. I love listening to our viewers this time. And I know I'm going to, I might get lambasted for, but I don't care. Uh, I did. I've always been curious. I did watch the colorized version. I, I refuse to. Yeah, because I saw it on Prime, and I'm like, I refuse. Like, I refuse to watch it. Yeah, I just watched that sheer curiosity. And I was glad. I seen maybe plenty of times in black and white. And it's like you know yeah. what? Let's 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 see what this is about. It's just weird to look at. Honestly, it's just so yeah. weird. Yeah, I like I said, I've only seen it twice. I've seen it both in black and white. I just want to see it how it's made. Um, I don't really have an interest to see it in color. I mean, like uh, again, it's, it's like my, my whole argument, like it's 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 the same movie, but it's just like it's just it's just strange. I probably never watch it again. I just wanted to know. I just want to know what it looked like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and probably me after you know you obviously saying like the more and more I watch this, the more and more this movie will grow on me. Absolutely, um, yeah. I, yeah. I think the film is incredible. Jamie Jamie Stewart is fantastic, and yeah, like I do think the contrast between like you know the first hour and a half, which is just so depressing, followed by the like the last half hour, which is just so the opposite like it really makes you appreciate it really like you can't feel like george bailey in this you re, you really appreciate you know like the, the like the beauty and sadness and like you know the, the beauty and like you know realizing what you have yeah and, and it does like make you do yeah enough. and it does make you have faith in others and there are good people out there you know what i mean um now i did want before we before we close i did want to talk to you about this article because this is our screen from screen rant uh, <laughs> This is called, it was uh, six things about its wonderful life that have aged poorly. Okay. And I want to bring this up because like, this is an article that was taken down from Screen Rant because everything about it is fucking wrong. So like, <laughs> all right. All right. So number one, uh, the town keeps the money a secret. And they're talking about the money at the very end of the movie, which no, they don't. I don't Everybody in town is looking for him. Everybody in town is there too. Like the majority of the people in town are all at the Bailey house. Yeah. So like, yeah. no. Uh, yeah, so that, that's no. Number two, George is kind of mean. Yeah, he learns a lesson. He has a character arc. Yeah, I mean, he's pissed because he's down at his lowest point. That's the whole idea of the film. The whole point of the film is to have the angel have that uh, moment of truth with George to for him to obviously, like what you said, to have the character arc to change and be thankful for what you have, you know? Exactly. So yeah, he is kind of mean, but like that's 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 the point. It's earned mean. It's not just because he's naturally mean. So yeah. no, that's, yeah. Number three, George is a victim. No, he isn't. When has he ever portrayed himself like, as a victim? Everything he does in this movie is because of a choice that he made. He chooses not to go to Europe. He chooses not to go to school. He chooses to marry he chooses, Mary. He chooses not to go to his honeymoon to pay people to help them. Exactly. So I don't understand. And on top of it, and put people out of slums into nicer houses where these people would be paying double or triple the wage to Potter. I don't understand how you can think that he's a 
evil character. This is this is my favorite one. Mr. Potter isn't evil. I don't know what 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 reefer you're smoking, man. I, but, uh, I, I don't know what movie. I don't know what fucking movie you're watching. This guy is the like I said, obviously at the beginning, he makes Hans Gruber look like a fucking altar boy. Uh, I think he is just a sinister asshole. And I'll back that statement up with the eight thousand dollars. This guy that literally he could wipe his ass with that money, doesn't give it back, knowing that that is how many people will suffer because of this. Doesn't care continues to, to move on with his life if that doesn't if, i mean if that guy's not a sinister character i mean you're crazy uh yeah uh, next one uh george is willing to leave his family with nothing like i was reading this and just like i feel like whoever wrote this didn't watch the movie and this was like all like a guess on something you didn't know the plot about um though he even contemplates suicide for them to even collect ten thousand dollars yeah and uh, by the like, way Who's the one that put that idea in his head? Yeah. Mr. Potter, the guy who said it's not evil. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, to me, yeah, that's craziness. Yeah, and the last one, last point they make is Mary is nothing without a man in her life. I kind of, okay, like, here's the thing. I mean, it's... I kind of said, but like, no, it's not that she needs a man. She needs this one specific man. Yeah. She needs George. In the future, in like the alternate future, she's she's miserable and she lives a depressing life because part of her soul was never born yeah like marty's mom needed a george you know so let's, yeah, let's go so, with you know <laughs> so i mean you know marty so, yeah back no, to the future needed, needs, yeah it's not that she needs a man she needs george bailey yeah i mean that's that's her that's her soulmate that's who she's supposed to be with so to me she needs a man um yeah yeah so yeah that that that's the that's the article I just wanted to highlight that because, like, it's just like so like, one of the most egregious articles about a movie I've ever, ever seen in my life. That's crazy. That was the thing you needed to tell me on air. Yes. Okay. That's craziness, man. That is crazy that somebody even and that was actually published. Yes. Craziness. And they took it down because everyone's pointing out just like you're a cover of this. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> the person got trolled hard. I bet. I bet. I bet they did. <laughs> uh. So yeah. Uh. That's gonna do it for the show. Russell, want to get our plugs before we head out. Yeah, notorious by chance on Facebook. Um, the next couple of polls, we're not going to have polls because we have something. Yeah, we have good things in store for you guys. Yeah. Um, also, notorious by chance on YouTube, uh, we have some announcements moving forward with the YouTube uh, segment too. So that'll be kind of fun in yeah. the upcoming uh, weeks Absolutely. to kind of drop that too. And uh, you can find my Twitter Instagram at Chance Wars underscore ninety one. Check out my other show, Left Side Strong Side, where we talk all football all the time every Tuesday on the PJ Campbell Network. And yeah, that's going to do it for us here. Thank you for listening and we will see you next time.